in the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of Aurolic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek, upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop and tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Right? Because, I mean, because we get, we get, hey, we want you to say this, or you make it up for us, or we want you to say this, and we're like, yeah, maybe we should tweak it a little bit. Yeah. And at the end, we want you to, we want you to like what we're no, you guys, you guys did a good job. Not everyone is that way. They'll put something together and we go, oh, God, no, that's yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah. You pass the test. And you got to have your own voice to it. 
100%. You know, because like, uh, I would never say that word. <laughs> it's not us at all. It's like, is that even in Brandon's vocabulary? <laughs> way too many syllables. Way too yeah, many. Yeah. He's trying way too hard. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice when, when uh, sponsors are just like, these are a couple of things we want you to put in there and then just like add in yeah. your own little flair. Oh. And we free nice. flow it. Yeah, it comes out best. It comes out best. In the beginning, we were talking about how we used to edit and do all this yeah. stuff. I used to add in the slides every time before we had the connection oh, to the man, TV. Oh, man, I was thinking about that, dude. And then we used to do the ad reads <laughs> oh. live. Like, we would read it. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Some people are better readers than others. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, we're just like torturing Stumbling. this person's business or whatever. It was so bad. We're like, okay, we're going to have to redo that. So all pre-recorded. Yes. yes, but it's hilarious when we do a little behind the scenes here for everyone listening. When we pre-record the ads, like we set aside like an entire day because it's mm. like take after take yeah. after take for like a 15 second thing. They're like, oh, oh, oh you messed this word up or I forgot oh. this or you said this or you yeah. coughed or yeah. something. Grilling. Yeah, half burp comes out like, really right now? Like- <laughs> All the time. Yeah, it's funny. Oh. It's I know, you're pretty good. You kind of nail him. You got that like old rapper. Yeah. He's, he's an old school rapper. Just what? For, for anybody oh, yeah. that is wondering. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's how I know a lot of the audio stuff. Um, we were in a pretty big hip-hop group growing up called Arctic Flow. Um, we did a lot of, we put out several, several albums. I put out an album in 2010. Google I think it I, for fun after this. I will. Please oh. do. I think like eight albums. We did lots of tours everywhere. Wow. We toured Alaska Tons of times. Yeah. Um, Huge fan following locally, too. Right on. Pretty, yeah. pretty big. This is pretty... Sell, selling CDs out of the trunk of the car, yeah, no joke. CDs, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we sold lots and lots of CDs. We pretty much opened up for every big act that came up from, oh. like, you know, Snoop Dogg to Outkast. Nah, to that's be cool. Nah, Moose's Two stuff, Bear really? Two stuff, mm-hmm. you know, Egan Center, Denina Center. All so, did you guys break up? What, what happened? Um, we, I think... We started having kids uh, and getting yeah, married. Yeah, life happened. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to be in that lifestyle, I mean, sure. you have to be like out every weekend oh. if you're not out. And this is pre-internet. So we would spend, like, we would have a show at least once a month. Um, and so the other three weeks leading up to the show would be us out physically passing out flyers, yeah. putting up posters, handing out CDs, telling people, setting up the next show. So it's like you're out all the time you know we're going to uaa we're like hitting up the dorms and just like you know getting out there which was fun when you're you know 21 (laughs) to 27 but once you turn 30 and you have a kid it's like well i can't be at soccer in the morning and be at the club till three in the morning doesn't work doesn't work well (laughs) i had no idea that's so interesting yeah Yeah, so look it up for a good uh, little entertainment there and a little fun fact too for a lot of people all the music that we use like on the intro that you heard and on the ads music, and yeah. the background are all our, our songs. Oh, that's cool. Right um, so that we own it. No one can be like, oh, they're, yeah. you know, you right, owe me right. for playing our song yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Very cool. It's an authentic yeah. uh, homemade beat. Love homemade. It. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we're talking about the ads, so he nails it most of the time. She's just like, uh, 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 all slick. <laughs> yeah, big rays. Go check them out. They got, you know, he starts going off. <laughs> uh, and so there's one night we got together and, and we were just – I mean, we were just running on fumes this week. I remember he had this and I had that, and we're trying to fit in the last call project, so, you know, behind the scenes stuff. We need to record these ad reads. We, we get together at like nine o'clock at night, got the family, got the kids down for bed, raced over here. 
and we're sitting there trying to record it. My voice is just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. I cannot get anything out. And I spent probably six hours of my nine-hour day at work on the phone. Just, I mean, on the phone, on the office, on the phone talking. And I'm like, I can't, I can't even do this right now. My voice is gone. So from now on, it's like fresh. All right. Get me fresh. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. First thing in the morning. Yes. Like, man, enthusiasm is just at its peak. Yes. You know what I mean? Nothing after noon. That's it. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. So... Anyway, it's uh, it's it's actually pretty fun. <laughs> it is, those. and the writing of the ads is fun too. Yeah. We try to not to use a lot of the same, because everyone is like, you know, Alaska made or this sure. in Alaska or yeah. something. So Alaska dot com. so dot com. Yeah, So it's like we try to like switch it up. <laughs> and to, use different yeah. words. That's be more challenging than it would, you'd think, because mm-hmm. you want to rattle off sure. everybody's website, right. Instagram handle, or whatever. Um. Everything's nine oh seven, you know, that's just that <laughs> right, and the other. Right, and it's right. like so a lot of nine oh sevens and dot coms. You know? <laughs> it's hard to mix those in and not sound redundant, you know? Sure. <laughs> All the stuff you don't even know until you start doing it, you know. Yeah. Actually I was thinking as I was researching the agenda today. Um, I don't want to jump all the way into the into the big race quite yet, but I was really curious on what the name where that name came from. Um, because a lot of the other companies, they're always somewhat Alaska something, you know, whether it's expedition or mountain or whatever. I'm like, is, was there a, a big actual guy, big gray? You want me to take this? Take it. Okay. How long do we have? No. Lots of time. Uh, it's so- unlimited time, really. <laughs> yeah. We've had up to four hour podcast, so bring it. <laughs> no, so. 76 years of history, so it might it's take a lot. All right. Okay. All no, right. we're going to get into all that. Just no. qu- like, is there a big there ray? There is a big ray. There okay. was a big ray. Okay. But um, big ray. Okay. I got to tell a little bit of the story. So, uh, Big Rays was founded in 1947, a couple years in Anchorage. A couple years after that, the owners wanted to open a um, store in Fairbanks, and they needed someone to run the store. And there was this guy who worked at the Anchorage store whose name was Milan Reykjavik, and he was a six foot seven Yugoslavian guy. He oh. played basketball oh, at the School of Mines in Fairbanks. So he knew Fairbanks. And he was like, I'll go up, love to run it. And they were like, awesome, great. Awesome uh, accent, oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Just and Nordic as it gets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they were like, we'll name the store Big Ray after you. That's great. Oh, And wow. so he had this store. He wasn't an owner. He just ran it. And um, one day, I don't know, I think he was an owner for, or he ran it for a few years. But that was when oil was being discovered down on the Kenai Peninsula. And mm. he, uh, he had some stake in some land. Mm. And one day he just up and left. No one ever heard from him again. But he has all these stores named after him. Wow. Yeah. Still? So, still no one ever heard nope. from him? My dad saw his obituary in like the Seattle oh. Times in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was it. So. Oh, I wonder if he went and struck his oil and got his money and was like, I'm out of here. Just I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. He just left and went yeah. down to yeah. Washington. Big but Ray dropped the mic and was like. Psh. Big time. He was like, I'm out of here. And by the way, name the store after me. I know. <laughs> yep. Never see you again. <laughs> just like the cigarette as he's driving out of town. Yep. Yep. Oh so that God. is the story of Big Ray. Wow. Yes. That's excellent. Yes. Yeah, I knew there had well, to be well something well cool too. there. There was a story, yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, to everyone listening, we appreciate you guys going on our Apple podcast, leaving us an Apple review. That really helps a lot. Um, subscribing to the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. I think we have 600 and something. So if you ever go on our page and um, 
go on YouTube, take a second and go to Alaska Wild Projects and subscribe. We'd really, really appreciate that. Extra big thank you to all the Patreon members. Um, for people maybe that don't know what Patreon, that's a way for uh, the average person, if you're not a business, um, you're just a family member or you're a friend and you want to support your friend in whatever endeavor there is, it's a way for you to do like a monthly scrip- subscription, whether it's five bucks, 50 bucks, whatever you can do or afford. Um, and that's a monthly thing. So thank you to all the Patreon members mm. that support that. And um, we do put some extra shows and stuff like that. And we do have plans to put extra stuff that's only for Patreon members. Um, so hopefully this winter we can add some more stuff. Summer was a was stack, wild. Stack of stories ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Those don't have to be a little more. Uh, can be a little controversial. Yeah, yeah. There's Stay some stories tuned. in Stay there tuned. that uh, we don't want to just put into the. Well, the there, there won't be uh, uh, sponsors. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. In yeah. that <laughs> version, we're not gonna hold into any it's sponsors. It's just AWP. Tossing some shit in there, so there it'll go. be it'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, thank you to Wes. Um, as I like to call this, it's like smoked salmon, Can- smoke Canfield, cannon, Canfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smoked salmon season, uh, jarring season. Mm-hmm. Um, October, November, you're kind of the hunting season's over, and you're not really snow machining or ice fishing yet, but you're antsy, and so that's the time that seems like people do all their mm-hmm. jarring yep. and their smoked right, salmon. Right. So thank you to West Canfield. Uh, he brought some of that for all of us to oh. try. He just did that up. So thank you to him. We'll bust that out later when we're not. Talking. And it is, <laughs> it is pretty. It's really good. It looks amazing. I mean, I've had. A, I, if you lived here your whole life, somebody in the family or somebody's knows somebody that does the best mm-hmm. smoked right. fish. Right. I think every family has the best oh, yeah. smoked. Someone in there does it, but this is good. His is pretty up there, man. <laughs> this is good. And I've had he, some. He has some, a lot of cooking talent. Some uh, legendary we, yeah, smoked we, fish. We. I don't know if you guys know that, but we'll, you'll definitely have to come <coughs> this year. We host for all our um, all our guests and oh, all our close friends. We do um, an Alaska Wild Project Wild Game Meat Party. Oh, that's awesome! Every yeah, year, it's and fun. it yeah. has gotten a little out of control. Um, oh. There's hundreds and hundreds of people that come, and whatever you got that year, whether it's trout from Campbell Creek to you know some sheep. You know, and in the brooks, smoke trout, yeah, smoke trout. and they come Jesse and you bring your, yeah, you bring your best dish, and sure. it's just like a huge potluck that we have. Um, we have DJs, we have donated, you know, kegs and stuff like Tons that. Of gift giveaways, big party, oh, awesome. all the yeah. sponsors and like people fun. are donating oh, it's stuff. Blast, it's, it's a blast. When do you guys do it? Uh, in April. Yeah, it's a huge just m- like melting pot of network, sure, and just like minded people that just love the hell out of this place and. Have do what they do here, and yeah. uh, it is just it seems to be a good good time because it's after everybody's done their winter vacations, mm-hmm. and they're getting really primed up for summer. Yeah, another like mid season yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, like you, skiing's kind of daylight, done. so we can have some stuff going outside on outside around our venue until like eight nine o'clock, and then we have some fire pits going, and it just ends up being then the dance party getting there toward the end. Man. It's real dance so party. Be aware oh, yeah. of the shoes you wear. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or bring an extra yeah. pair of shoes. Whatever you got to do. Because once DJ Chris, who cracks it off? Yeah, it's on. Exactly. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, yeah. You really set it there up. Was, let's say there's some mom butts, mom butts out there getting after <laughs> it. Right? Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's Their not, hair got yeah. came down. Yeah. Right? No kids. <laughs> just no right. kids. Just yep. adults. Yep. Um, great place to network <laughs> and, and talk to other people from all over the place, especially mm-hmm. a lot of the cool guests that we've had on. Um, it, it started as a thing I used to do at my house mm-hmm. um, to get 
the boys together and there would be 12 of us and then there was like 18 of us and then there was like 24 of us and i would send like my wife and kids to like girdwood to <laughs> cabin like the boys are coming over sure. you know and it just got one year just got out of control there's like throw up in the in the yard clogging like the, clog the toilet and my, i'm always like you can't do this here yeah. anymore I'm like, oh, find another that. spot there's find meat meat spot. sweats and it was just <laughs> like yeah it's kind of so it's just snowballed now where we kind of made it our one of our major events that oh. we do um and i wish that we could open it up to to everyone but that would be a little bit insane <laughs> yeah. um because we get a lot yeah. of people that like will see the pictures and stuff like that and like oh i want to go i want to go and it's yeah. really like a thank you to our really close friends our sponsors sure. and our yeah, guests supporters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and as the years go by i mean this is show 136 wow. so that's like uh, 137 137 that's like 130 different people yeah. that are bringing hopefully yeah. a friend mm -hmm. or, or there's yeah, you know whoever yeah very cool that's pretty so yeah. we'll, we'll let you guys know about when that comes Absolutely. comes along Neat. i think the venue can hold maybe another maybe another 50 100 50 yeah yeah it's i could easily grow to that this year yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a good I time mean, it would be fun to do a public thing it just it with like game meat and stuff it gets to yep. where you can't you can't just like serve it mm -mm. Uh, i you know I don't know what what other parameters yeah, are. And then when you right. give away food, it just gets a little complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I mean the food is insanely amazing. Best. What best. people best. bring. Best. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, the things that people make is just and this is like ranging from dessert mm -hmm. whatever yeah. from their blueberry you know, mom's strudel. Crumble or whatever. <laughs> to well, like the most stuff. elaborate There's clam dips and chowders and, oh, and yeah. um Man. I mean there's more than just game. It's, it's sure. seafood too, mm -hmm. which is cool. And we provide a to-go box because everyone needs to take home please. stuff. Pretty please yeah. take because stuff the first like yeah. five, you know, three times I'm stuck at the house with like all this food, yeah. which is all right. You yeah. know, well, you can't eat it all, so you could put a to-go platter together. Go put it in your car, come back in and eat, enjoy yourself. I'm like, oh, I didn't get to try these sliders. I didn't get to try this salmon thing or whatever you have it down that's a good yeah and then that's like that. that i gotta give a shout out to my wife rena she came up with that i like that. to go yeah. box move and that was a game changer <laughs> oh, i bet because then you're not coming home with too much crap yeah. Yeah. you know maybe yeah. just one cooler full but yeah yeah it's yeah we're still fine we're still tuning it in wow. but you guys gotta you guys gotta come jesse if you can get up from sounds kodiak around that time plan, yeah, yeah bring great, uh, cool. bring the wife and yeah Come ready and get yourself a hotel close to the area. Right. Yes. <laughs> Within walking distance. Yeah, yeah. Walking, Uber. Uber. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uber might Waddling. come in there and get, like, locked in because some jackass rolled in. And oh, actually, actually, uh, I've already, I've already um, got it figured out. We're going to hire Tangy mm -hmm. to drive with his big old van to drive people Genius. home. Genius. Yeah. Oh, a shuttle. Yeah, because he's got like a big passenger van. I yeah. just parked next to it when I ran to the cidery tonight to grab some ciders. Yeah. And I forgot he had that thing. And I was, I'm, I can't help but be like impressed and creeped out at the same time. <laughs> by this Did it have van. windows in it or no? <laughs> Clear. Oh, Clear well, windows. No, that is creepy. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's like, okay, well, at least he's like, it's wide open. You can see what's going right. on in there. But it's kind of a one of a kind deal, man. Yeah. Does he have a name for that? He does. I've, I don't know if we can ah, say it. Oh, <laughs> okay for the we want to talk about that in the hockey locker room. Okay. All right. That's a Patreon conversation. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah there, there we go. go. Perfect content. <laughs> uh, speaking of freezers, congratulations, Brandon, on the yeah. moose. Um, our full oh, intention yeah. to the listeners, we had um, an entire moose hunt 
uh, podcast last week with my with my hunt this year that I did, and then Chad's hunt, and we were going to do Jack and Brandon, and we should have known better that you're not going to fit four entire stories into <laughs> one podcast. So last podcast was super long. It was four hours. Hope everybody enjoyed it. It's um, a lot to digest. It was a lot, but we never got to Brandon, so I really want to quickly let Brandon tell us about um, okay. your experience and and how it all went down. Well, and I got a chance to kind of give you guys maybe the meat and potatoes uh, part of the hunt mm -hmm. um, prior to our uh, recording tonight. But, yeah, thanks for bringing it up because it was, it was really kind of cool because I, I felt like my hunting season was falling apart. And I come from a decade or more of a, a, a very strategically planned hunting season to the T. Didn't mean the hunt went to the T, but, like, the planning and dates were always dialed in to a full willy-nilly might do this, might do that, not doing this, not doing that. And then I was going to roll with the punches. And I, that's cool and has its own value to it. But I like to know what I'm doing. So I was very much out of my comfort zone in terms of my having that set plan mindset. And so uh, I say that because this trip ended up just being the culmination of shit coming together when everything felt like it was falling apart. So decided to back out this year of my annual moose hunt up in the interior um, after years of doing it with the crew, we just did an epic uh, pot on it, what, year before last, mm -hmm. a decade deep. Great story. Um, felt like it was the ultimate pinnacle of our hunting group uh, as, it, as it's culminated and come together in, in the 10-year mark of, like, how we've achieved what we did from just discovering the place, having whatever equipment we had to going, hey, man, like, I'm willing to invest in something. And the equipment got better and the gear got better and then it became a, an easier hunt easier executed hunt the hunt was always tough but having good equipment as you guys know gear equipment goes a long freaking way and having a fun and good experience and then it just kind of like we had two really good last years and then it just felt like we needed a breather and um you know life changes and, and folks change and things just adjust and it's like let's just take a breather and then we we're still kind of tinkering with the idea like kind of hard to give it up and then my boat had a mechanical issue that i couldn't get fixed in time cool shut her down done we're not doing it okay moving on goat hunt planned going goat hunting chad invites me to go moose hunting daniel invites me to go moose hunting my buddy eric gets invited to go do a cool solar jet boat hunt we're like cool man great year to just change it up and do something different and I'm like, I want to go goat hunting. I want to go to Prince William Sound goat hunt. But small window, weather's been shitty. So I was like, I'm just going to take a week off and be ready. Buddy and I had kind of a window we were going to go, and I was ready to, like, stretch that and miss work. And he's like, nope, I'm not missing work. So weather got in the way. We him hotted around for, like, five days waiting for a weather opportunity to get out and never really presented itself until it was going to give us a day. And it was a lot to try and execute what – I thought how the goat hunt was going to go within just a 24-hour span, even though I think it can be done. But I really wanted some, like, recon, hunt, and then a day after the hunt kind of thing in my mind. And that wasn't going to happen. So it gets canceled. So uh, rewind. Daniels goes on his moose hunt. Chad's on his moose hunt. These are hunts I could have went on. 
We're just getting and, in reaches from Brandon. Like, how's it going? What are you guys yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. Do you see anything? Oh my god! Every day they're probably like, dude, this guy. <laughs> I'm dying inside. I'm like, god, everybody's hunting but me, and I, it was driving me crazy because I love moose hunting. And uh, and so anyway, the, you know, he gets back, and then Chad's still out, and you know, he ends up getting two moose down, and it's a nightmare. Uh, at least at the time it was going on, they had like an epic breakdown with the razor. And, mm. So I'm like, hey, I'm going. I, I uh, so uh, go, go back to goat hunt falls through. Homie wants to go back to work. I'm like, well, I got all my gear packed right now. I just bought groceries on Sunday. I'm going out tomorrow. And You're already off work. I'm already off work. I got yeah. it. So I had this back pocket spot that I discovered years ago that I always wanted to go back to. And it was going to be for this exact reason. Everything fell apart, and I just got this plan C. And so I had been. We had thought about some other hunts that we were going to do, and then when we when we decided to try to do the goat, and then ran out of eight four days of what could have been an, an eight day trip. So now we were just down to like that week. I was like, well, shit. Uh, I'm I'm going to just go go ahead and go for this just back pocket plan C trip. Um. So. I was stoked. I was excited. I'm like, I haven't done a solo hunt in a while, and I knew where I was going. I, if I got something down, I could call in reinforcements. And everybody's like, hit me up when you're ready, man, if you need help. Daniel was just going to, like, leave work and grab his wheeler and come, you know. Everybody was down to come help. So I felt like it wasn't a true solo hunt. I was going to get some help if I got something down. So anyway, um, get out, actually find the camp I was hoping to get, set up, shit weather that day. Got stuck a couple times, got in there, and then the next morning was just beautiful. I'm like, oh, man, nice. So I go down, I work this area, and I was telling you guys earlier, these guys pulled a bull out right from under me that day, and I thought for sure I was by myself. In the past, I would have been deflated to have something like that happen so close to an area that I was hunting, but I knew I was in a high-pressure zone, and so don't be surprised if you hear a gunshot. Don't get heartbroken if you're a gunshot. Danny said that last week, Hawaiian hunter. Mm -hmm. He's like, don't go hunting where there's a lot of pressure and then be like, oh, no, another one got shot. You're going in an area where there's a lot of people hunting. And so I had that attitude, and it happened, and these guys end up crossing paths with these guys. And honestly, I've never been so happy for someone else to get a hunt after hearing their quick backstory. And threw him a beer, high-fived him, told him, hey, man, if you guys need tools, anything, you know where I'm at. I'm camped. I got food, water. If, like, shit goes downhill, I'm right here. And I'm by myself, so I'm like, you guys know. And so I felt like throwing that out into the universe was a good vibe and good karma Mm -hmm. and sent those boys off and um, speed up. I'm in there for three days. I kind of get a good lay of the land. So my buddy I was going to go goat hunting with was going to go do a plan B trip with my cousin and go do some uh, do an Argo run. Um, and so my cousin calls, and I got to go back to work. And this whole time, mm. I'm hitting my boy Eric up. I'm like, man, dude, tons of beds, lots of game trails. I feel like there's some shit in here, man. And he's like, I'm coming out Thursday. I'm like, fucking A. Awesome. I'm, like, I'm ready four days in for some camaraderie. Yeah. And so he done, comes in, and I'm, like, bring, and I'm like, bring some more beer. <laughs> <laughs> the real reason. Speaking of beer. Uh, anyway, yeah, so so he comes in, and I'm like, right on, now I got a homie. And so my little brother, and uh, mind you, my, my little brother was part of the original crew at our, our uh, annual moose camp, all right? So 
he decided that, you know, he, he wasn't super, super hardcore into the hunt planning and stuff. And we were going above and beyond after permits come out, setting dates. We're going hunting. He was like, man, I, like, I might make it. I might not. And he kind of just kind of faded out for about four or five years, even though we would love to have him come. He just would do other things during the hunting season. And that was totally cool. So he, he texts me and I got cell phone reception where I'm at. He's like, hey, did you end up going hunting? And I took a picture of the camp and I was like, remember this? And he's like, no. He went back and I'm like, waiting on you. Friday night, wham, he comes in. <laughs> so now I got my best bud and my brother who totally impromptu decided to come in. And I'm like, well, shit, now we're moose hunting. Now I got my boys. Well, I had to get back to town for the weekend. So I came out Monday. Eric comes out Thursday. Dan comes out Friday. I'm like, I'll home with you guys Saturday morning and I got to go back to town. Is my daughter's, my youngest daughter's uh, fifth birthday on Sunday, and was my daughter's first hockey game on Saturday. Oh, oh my. I'm like, all right, man. So they, they brought more food, more beer. Now we got, like, full-blown yard sale going on at Moose Camp. I'm like, cool, man. This isn't this clean OCD Moose Camp anymore. Like, it's a hot mess. Perfect. I'll be back, boy. So I roll out Saturday, come back to town, just in time to catch my daughter's hockey game. Totally kicked ass. Great to see her. Took my family out for dinner. Sunday morning. Ran to the park across the street, threw up the uh, Mario Brothers uh, themed, you know, uh, Princess Peach's mm -hmm. birthday yeah, party yeah. for my five-year-old. Remember the cupcakes yeah, yeah, and all that? Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. little cannons that came out of the cake. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, epic little birthday party for my daughter. I'm the grill master, burgers, dogs. I got the solo stove going. It was a beautiful day. Yeah, well, that's a good day. Coincidentally, seen a bull get killed, spooked a small bull. Now, back up, back at camp. Spook a, spook a small bull. See the one bull killed. Fast forward back to Sunday. I'm in there at the park cooking burgers, watching a spike fork, a 40-inch <laughs> bull, a cow and a calf walking around the whole park. Just taunting you. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, I'm, I got a moose camp out there right, <laughs> right. now. You guys are across right the street from my house. <laughs> How does this make you. sense right now? So anyway, that was kind of fun. Great birthday. Five-year-old got, got a shacket, got a Barbie house, got all shacket. kinds of... Shacket season. Shacket season yeah. for the five-year-old. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. She rocked that thing to school on Monday. Oh, she did? As soon as I saw that thing when we were looking for the present, I was like, And you guys are the only one that got her clothes. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, Alexia doesn't get to shop for girls. So I figured, oh, this is her opportunity. Well, I was the one that chose it. It was funny. Oh, okay. And I wondered that because I'm like, a shacket? I was like, I feel yeah. like Daniel had his hand in this. And I was like, and the matching hat? Yeah. So cute, too, Perfect. man. She loved it. She, like, grabbed it out of the box, put it on that morning to go to school. Like, all right, I guess you're wearing that to school. <laughs> so run home, unpile the truck and my wife's rig. I got my, my wheeler on, you know, covered in mud, on the trailer in front of the house, hooked back up, back out there. Right back in, trail is jacked up at this point from all the traffic that have gone through, and I, I'm going back in there by myself. Trail got so jacked up that I started missing spots. So I got myself stuck. I was losing daylight. Finally, got I got back to camp right before dark. I was like, thank God. Sunday night. So Monday is the closer. Mm. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hunt Monday morning through Monday night and go home Tuesday. Well, when I got back to camp Sunday, my brother and Eric were like, yeah, you know, I think after your report on the trail, maybe it'd be better if we just go home Monday. Instead of my brother going home Monday, then me and Eric go home on Tuesday. And I'm like, you know what? That's probably smart. You know, three wheelers, three winches. Yep. We can all split the gear all up and mm -hmm. get out of here safely if we have a breakdown or something. 
which I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I'm like, all right, this is where I'm by myself on mode hunting, and then I have like other logical thinking hunting partners thinking something more more logical and a smarter move. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is why you need to go hunt with good people because they help you make good decisions. When you yep. are heart set, dead set on something, they're a voice of reason that's, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you're right. That's a good idea. So uh, Sunday night, we make that decision. It was like, all right. They had just cut down this big, huge spruce beetle kill tree. I come in and they got fire, a cord stacked. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, we're having a fire tonight. So we have this huge fire, pretty much pound all of our beer, northern lights, stars, mm-hmm. kind of like, ah, man, it was a good run. It's great to have, be back together, kind of reminiscing the mm-hmm. whole thing. Just a great bro moment and, and camping trip kind of thing uh, with that we're going to hunt the next morning. So I get up, 7.30, get my ass up, just because I had to go pee so bad. You know how that goes, right? You don't want to get out. It's like 28 <laughs> degrees or something. Pop out and I look up and there's fresh snow caps on the top. Uh, from uh, that's right, it rained the night before for a minute and then it snow capped. So, right, okay, so I'm I get up and now it cleared off. So, I'm looking at the snow caps. And I'm like, man, it smells like such a moosey morning. It just feels like Could it's you bottle right. that? This is the moosey morning. <laughs> it's a moosey morning. <laughs> yeah, it smells huh. moosey. Anyway, they're snoring. I fire up coffee. I'm kind of clanking around. Like, is anybody going to get up? <laughs> and then, uh, coincidentally, I got up like two minutes after I left. So I put my wet boots on, grabbed my bow, my rifle, my boat paddle. Because this area, I was trying to get one with a bow and arrow because mm. it's a real tight quartered area. I haven't taken one. I've been training and working really hard, and I feel good about like that 50, 60 yard mark. And this area was like perfect for that. So I brought both out every day. So I grab all my crap. I'm going to go down to this meadow. I've been down there for the fourth time now. I'm going to work it, and there's scrapes and rubs and beds, and there's so much stuff going on down there. The other guys had shot a bull not far from that area, and uh, I thought, man, I'm just going to go down here and just call and call and call almost like too much because what do I have to lose at this point? Last day, uh, so I text the guys, hey, I'm down here, and I go down there. I go down to a lake, call hour go back over this other area so now this is a sweet spot i wanted to be originally it's howling the wind's howling and if you've ever been in a thick forested area especially now with the fall with the leaves falling it's so crunchy. obnoxious yeah, it's, it's blowing the wind the wind the, and then the, but i got some really killer video i should actually send it to you of it just snowing the yellow leaves with the sun beaming through and it's just this beautiful setting and i'm like taking videos of the leaves i'm kind of just in la la land like <laughs> moose hunting but and then every five minutes i'm just like just anything anything like please just hear me you know and text the guys like hey man um what are you guys doing like we just started a fire and got coffee going and i'm like wow yeah that sounds really really nice my feet are cold (laughs) i'm like i you know i got you know i want to get back up there i'm thinking all right it's good you know just tear it down good run whatever all right i'm gonna give it it was like 17 minutes or something till 11 i think it was i'm gonna give it till 11 i'm just gonna stand in this log and doing my thing and keep thinking i hear this like crack you know off in the distance but the wind and the trees and i hear a tree you know have you ever been in the wind in 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 the forest and you hear like two trees like Mm -hmm. rubbing so it's like that thing's just like pinging on my ear so i'm like am i is that what i'm hearing and then i hear 
hear a grunt. And I, you know what a moose grunt is when you hear it, a real one. And I'm like, what the hell? And I look over and I just see points like 50, 60 yards away in the brush, but I can see him and I can see a silhouette of his face and his chest. Holy shit. So I drop down off the log. I'm like, it's a bull. So I'm like, all right. So I knock an arrow, set my bow down, load around on my 30 out six, set that down, safety, pull the scope cover off. I'm like, all right. I got my weapons at my disposal. Like, well, how's this going to go? I jump back up, grab my binos and look. Now I can actually see his features of his antlers. Boom, three brow tines on the left side. Bam. Instantly knew it was a three brow tine 50 area. All right. Check, check, check. It's all going. And I'm like, holy shit, I might actually get a bow and arrow opportunity on this. So I let out a little call just for him to relocate, which he does. He relocates me. And he looks in there. And he kind of looks to the left. He looks to the right. He kind of looks behind him. Looks back over at me. Looks down. And he's like, I don't know. You could just tell he was not convinced to, like, just come in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to let this one little, little out. And he's going to start swaying and grunting and actually walking in. I'm going to get this epic bow and arrow shot. He gave me all the indicators that he was about to turn around and bounce. Mm. So, in, I don't know, probably 17 seconds or less time, I'm rolling all this information. Like, I think he's going to roll out. Um, what if I miss? What if I wound him? What if this thing completely blows out, and now I have to walk back up to camp to tell the boys, after all this work, mm. that I had an opportunity, and I squandered it because I was trying to get too cute and get him with a bow and arrow. <laughs> so, I... Maybe that was all part of uh, 14 seconds of the thought. The last three seconds were like, all right, put the freaking bow down. I was like, no, <laughs> no. I, I, it's like yeah. if we had a bull down and something hanging in camp already. Pressure's and out. this was like, yeah, and this was just me, you know, having this opportunity. Or was it which I had planned, which we I always took a guy with me um, backing back up into the week in the hunting with the crew. I, one guy would stay at camp or hunt that area, and then I would take a guy with me, and the plan was, hey, I'm fully committed to the bow and arrow with a partner, so you have your rifle ready. You basically had him with shooting sticks mm-hmm. walking with me. If we get a shooting opportunity, I want it to be this. I'm going to go full bow and arrow, and up to the point where we feel like there's an, a, right. a potential lost opportunity on a shooter, you just shoot him. Mm-hmm. Don't let me drop the bow and give me the rifle and shoot. You just... Take them, and that way we know for sure what the plan is. There's no, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are you doing? It's a plan. We know what's going to happen. But that morning, obviously, I didn't have many with me. So had I had that, like, hey, put your crosshairs on him, yeah. and I'm going to try and get him in bow range, and if he doesn't come in, shoot him, we would have. it would have been a totally different story. But mm-hmm. processing all that, I just really I, – I, and, you know, looking at the big picture, I never wanted to move so bad, I don't think, in all mm-hmm. the years, and we've sure. – had some great, really successful harvests and multiple bull hunts in the past in our other area. And it just maybe almost became an expectation that we might get one because of our previous success, whereas in here was a full wild card and I didn't know. And this opportunity presented itself. It just felt like I could not pass it up. And I wanted this so freaking bad. So I put the bow down and I decided to just take a shot. Well, he ended up giving me a broadside shot in some brush, which I was confident that 180 grain would plow through there. Actually, that bullet right there, I think I got it. Oh, you brought it in. Yeah, I found one of them. Oh, nice. Actually, that bullet. It's got a little jerky on it. Yeah, it does. Jerky, that's a good one. (laughs) 
Actually, that's a second one. I actually found three in there. Um, one broke, which it, the bullet didn't do its job. The other one really expanded nice, and then that one. Uh, I think I lost the other ones. They fell out of my pocket out in the field or something. I don't know what happened. So on that note, I shot it. I shot, and if you if you've ever shot wild game from a distance, deer, elk, uh, buffalo, moose, a bear, you hear a whap. You know, or or, or yeah. you're shooting something and someone else has glass on it. Oh, good hit. Oh, you hit them high or low or oh, you missed. You know, you get usually got somebody giving you feedback or you hear that whap of that flesh getting smacked. But it was so close with the wind I, I and the window I shot and he ran. And I was like, oh, shit, did I did I get him? I, I felt like I got him. I mean, the scope, I got the zoom right. So he runs and turns and now he's about 70 yards away. Kind of a broadside quartered shot through the brush. Boom, shoot again. He runs forward, and then he's just got, like, all brown in this little window of grass. And I didn't know if it was a shoulder, an ass, or what the hell what it was. So I just threw another round in there because I'm like, did I even hit him at all, ever? Right. And uh, that part I wasn't prepared for. It was so uh, unsettling because mm. now I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for the guarantee with the rifle. And then I shot. I'm like, oh, shit, did I miss? Yeah. So now I'm like, the bow and arrow, now I miss. Like, oh, this, is, this could turn into a full disaster. And so I, I normally would give an animal you kill it it drops give it 20 30 minutes and you walk yeah. up to it but i was almost like in a chaotic panic controlled panic but still For a sure. panic of like i want to find this son of a bitch yeah and so i um i waited man i sat there just tapping my foot like okay five minutes that's enough yeah. and i ran out there and ended up rummaging around and finding them and he still had like a couple of the last breaths left and um after you know harvesting him and getting him out it ended up all three rounds hit him and luckily very little meat loss which was oh, great because yeah. usually you know you blast a neck and it blows some stuff out or yeah, yeah. hit a hind quarter and you lose like a whole chunk that gets all gelatined out you know if you've ever carved out a moose that, or an animal that took a bad hit yeah, you know yeah. luckily with a moose so much meat you don't lose a lot but Anyway, man, I, I get him down, and I'm like, holy shit, this just happened. And I had cell phone reception, so I called my boys, and they were like, no, no way. <laughs> they didn't hear the shots? <laughs> no, so my, bro my brother did. So oh, okay. Eric was just rummaging around in his tent kind of packing up, and then uh, my brother went to his uh, uh, morning uh, glory area <laughs> and was, was right kind of close to that lake. And I call. I'm like, dude, I just got a moose. Like, no fucking way. My brother comes running up. He's, he's trying to call me. So I'm like, whoa, I got my brother calling in. He runs a camp. I hear him come talk to Eric. Dude, there's a bull grunting by the lake. I'm like, holy shit, I just shot one. And so I, what I think is that that morning oh. call session I did by the lake might have brought something in down there. Oh, oh, yeah. Sure. Right. And I had heard a bull gluck like way, way earlier in the week, which yeah, I don't the know. Water, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So sense. I'm like, holy crap. Well, I'll, I'll hang out down by the moose if there's another moose because I got to walk right down the trail to get to camp. I don't want to blow that up. So And that ends up not happening, but... Uh, I'll, I'll just wrap it up that I got back to camp. I mean, the most genuine high five hugs. Sure. So um, grateful to have shared the moment with my brother who I haven't hunted with in years. Mm -hmm. I love him. You know, he's one of my best friends. Eric's like a brother and a best friend and like to have those guys there. And, and then they came down with me and we were cleaning the moose and we were having the most fun ever cleaning a moose. Cold beer, sun coming through. I had my little eco box tunes going in my side by side, yeah. so That's I was cool. like yeah. celebrating yeah, the whole time. Yeah. It was the cleanest, smoothest, no hair, no dirt in the meat. Like, how do we do this? Like, perfect this time. Mm -hmm. And I had like more than enough game bags, so every chunk of meat and 
this got its own bag. We never are that prepared. So, um, and then, you know, we, we decided to howl at the moon that night. One more party. Beautiful Northern Lights show again. Reminiscing. Burn all the wood. Drink all the scotch and the beer. Rolled out of there the next day. I was trying to make the meeting. Um, <laughs> Which you did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we took care of it. But it was just such it's a yeah, glorious... I, was, I need some burger, too, now, actually, <laughs> thinking about this. And, and what, like, the, the end of it all was, like, cruising back into uh, town and going through the, the flats and Pioneer Peak and, and Twin and, and the sun. And it was just, like, this is head. This is head. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> it, was just, it was just, like, cloud nine, man, yeah. feeling of just... The, the brotherhood, the hunting, the experience, the harvest, proud out with your antlers on the back of your machine, mm -hmm. cruising into town. Everybody's like honking and like yeah. thumbs up, yeah. you know, and that whole thing. And yeah. I was like. Doing an extra lap. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> go through, go through the neighborhood just to make sure all the hunting guys That's in the right. neighborhood like, yep, see it, boys? <laughs> That's right. Six brow tines on one side, if you're wondering. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I guess I, I wanted to just say again, um, I learned patience, mm -hmm. and, and, and that was probably the biggest message and something I took from it. Uh, and then, and then the, uh, don't take it for granted. Don't take hunting for granted. Don't take the experience for granted. Sometimes it may not go the way you plan, and it can be a nightmare. Sometimes it not, may not go the way you plan, and it turns into the greatest experience of your life. And sometimes there's just something in between. But um, if you can get out, that's the most important part is that you got out and you executed something uh, and you gave it a, you gave it a go. And so I, I was humbly reminded again to really, truly cherish the opportunity that we have mm -hmm. to hunt the public lands, the you know, the stuff that we have. And then if you live here and you got a close knit group of buddies and a connection and, and, a, and your, your, your crew, you got your guys, and, and it means everything. So thanks to my brother, Eric, um, all my friends that listen to all my woes and my bitching and complaining <laughs> about this, that, and the other, and um, it came together, man, and I'm very grateful for it. So thanks to everybody. And that'll be good for the meat party. Yes, it will be yes. very good yeah. for the meat party. Yes. Yeah. That's an awesome yeah. story. So how many days? Yeah. You were out eight days, you said, total? I guess so. T by Tuesday yeah. was the eighth day. And you're yeah. camping in a tent or? Oh, man. I was super gooched out. Okay. I was okay. so good. With stove in the tent? No. So oh. the, so Eric brought his Arctic oven that he just bought. Oh, my. And uh, the, him and my brother were like sweating ass cracks every night. Like, <laughs> Because yeah. they were overcooking so themselves hot. in that yeah. thing. Yeah. Sorry, the sweat and ass crack. This is my brother's thing. He's like, why do you got to keep telling me that part? You must have been really hot. Uh, that's that's gross. Uh, but, but I was in my four-man Cabela's guide, and if you ever stayed in those little bomb shelter tents, they're low, so kind of shitty mm -hmm. belly crawling out of there, but I had my little short cot in there, and I just had my full yard sale of my own going. Uh -huh. And I, when, I, when the guys came, I mean, I had firewood stacked, canopy, cook stove cooler beer cast iron butter i mean i already had i mean i had steaks and scotch i mean it was you weren't suffering this is no. straight luxury no. yeah. oh straight i mean I, yeah i had like the, i brought a two pound or whatever the big uh uh two gallon propane can with the, yeah. the coleman's i mean the tree, lantern yeah, yeah. i mean there was i mean two weeks worth of toilet paper i mean i made sure like every single possible thing was covered man i was well you have been planning and, and listening to everyone going so you're just itching like yeah. oh yeah i forgot about this yeah. oh man add oh. that to the pile yeah. yeah i feel like i had my gear dialed beyond i've ever 
the best I've ever done. Because mm-hmm. I think it was by myself, too. Yeah. So I wasn't relying on, like, oh, you're bringing yep. that, and I'm bringing right. this. Like, no, I'm bringing all the water, all yeah. my own propane, yep. all my own stuff. I even brought a shooting block for my bow and arrow. So I was like, <laughs> oh I'd come back in the afternoon. It would get hot there a couple of days. I'd yeah. throw some basketball shorts on, crack open a beer. <laughs> Sling some arrows, listening to two nice. chains, and I was happy, man. Thanks for letting me share that, guys, and, and the time on air to, to do so because it was a great experience. And um, man, just when you think it's all going to go to shit, something amazing happens. There you, you go. Never know. Good. You never know. Uh, welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode one hundred and thirty-seven. Yes. A little late intro. Uh, today we have Jesse Rostad. Did I say that correct? You said that correctly. All right. And Jesse Glaman. Glaman. Yeah. Glaman. Sounds really fancy. That's the fancy version. That was. Oh, that was the French. That was the French version. Maybe super corny to be like Yaman Glaman. 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 Yeah. Glaman. Glaman. What did I say? Glaman. I like that. I'm going to call him that from now on. Yeah. Uh, um, From Big Rays, owners of Big Rays. um, First of all, thank you guys for your support in the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for what you are providing um, to the state of Alaska. I guess we could say pretty much almost the entire state of Alaska. I know that I took my, I think I told you this yeah. in our meeting, um, on my moose hunt, I, I took um, some rookies, my uncles from out of state and my cousin from out of state, and we went directly to Big Rays and spent a whole bunch of money because right. they obviously didn't have anything that they needed, and they were able to find everything that they needed in one place. So That's thank awesome. you guys for that. Thank you. Um, yeah, little, a little plug there. That was great. Um, did you go on the Rollick trip this year? I did another river in Western Alaska, the Good News River. How was that? Great. It's Good. my fifth year doing a river down in Western Alaska. So, yeah. Who do you go with? My dad. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Nice. My dad and I go every year. And then a couple years, it's been just my dad and I. Um, and then other years, my dad's best friend. My dad's been floating rivers in Alaska for 40 years. Um, and so his best friend comes with us too. And usually his wife or his uh, grandson. So, yeah, it's so much fun. That's great. I love it. You guys yeah. slam or what? Yeah, I mean, it's world-renowned fishing down there, you know, yeah. so you get pretty spoiled. But um, the last couple of years, it's really hit or miss. Um, obviously, you're going for huge rainbows, um, but there's rainbows, dollies, all five species of salmon are in the river when you're there. Um, but uh, this last year, it was so hot, we went the end of July, and it was 80 degrees. And of course... Mm. Most years, it is just dumping rain. It is, I've told you, it's awful. Like, pouring rain, you don't see the sun for, because you're on the river for 10 days. You get dropped off on a float plane, and it's just us, our gear. You're never inside. You know, that's it. Um, so I have, like, layer after layer after layer, and it was so hot this time. I was like, why didn't I bring shorts and a T-shirt? Oh, no. All I have is, like, merino base layer and yeah. super, super oh, heavy-duty no. stuff. I'm so. just going to rip these arms oh, off. Oh, my God, I was dying. But So the fish were laying pretty low. Okay, um, so hot. Yeah, but there was still, I mean, we still got – Lot, you know, a good amount of rainbows, big rainbows, um, and the silvers were coming in at that time too. So, oh, nice. but honestly, the best part about that trip is you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, truly, when I say you are cut off from society, it's super remote, you don't see another soul for eight days. That's you know, and the so phone's sounds, not working, <laughs> email's not working, yeah. no one can get a hold of me. Yeah, I mean, truly, you are completely isolated, and to me, that's my favorite part is just mm. being out completely in the wilderness. So, that's great. It. 
You yeah. know, I was never fully disconnected in any way on this sure. trip. So when I went by myself, I didn't feel alone. Yeah. In that in that way where you kind of get in your head on shit and hear sure. things. Like I, I, I didn't. It was okay this year because everything going on, but I sometimes hate not being fully disconnected. Yeah. As soon as you take it off airplane mode, it's like beep, 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 beep. I know. It's like, I'm out in the woods, man. I know. It's nice to go to a place where there's no choice. Yeah. And that's, I I think, the best thing. You just turn that thing off. I have have no control. Sometimes it's like you just... You check your email. You can't help it. You say you're not sure. going to, and yeah. you still do. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you have no option. You can't do that. You know, if you want, you can turn on your Garmin. You can use a sat phone, but that yeah. is sure. it. Yeah, just check so, in. Call mom. We need to keep it. a lot of places like that, too. Absolutely. So GCI, ACS, Starlink, whoever, slow it down. I know. That's right. The slow Starlink it down. Thing. You I guys, know. I've seen two guys go out this year on their moose hunts deep, mm-hmm. hitting the Netflix at night. <laughs> with the with the rectangular with, dish on with, top, with the yeah. with the, uh, no with the Starlink yeah. on top of their uh, really. Yeah. What are those big badass Can um, Am defenders? Oh yeah. yeah. Our one guy, one guy was a defender, and he was going deep in his spot. And then another guy, I think, it was an Argo group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember seeing a picture. They had a really great moose hunt. Beautiful weather. Uh, I'm like, does he got that damn thing on there too? Like holy shit! I I mean I didn't know it was like that readily available. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. warmer people. Are doing just that. it's all about not the even coin, really that. right? It's not, not even that. that. It's not even that expensive. Six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at them for for Kodiak. Yeah, yeah, they're they're cheap. I, I mean, it definitely has its place. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to have it for when you need it. Yes. I just was like, I mean, in my camp, I'd love to watch them. Actually, one time I did watch Netflix. I had I had five G. Five G. <laughs> but sometimes it's like, hey, man, you want to watch a movie? It's yeah. raining. Check know? out, read a book. Yeah, yeah. You can only sit in a tent smelling your buddy's farts for so long. Like, I God, know. man, yep. get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Slow it down. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and yeah. jump into all your of it. story. Ooh. All of it. You all right. You ready? Are you prepped for that? Sure. All right. Good. <laughs> he's waiting. His, he's waiting his turn. Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters and outdoor enthusiasts with the highest quality gear and equipment since they opened their doors in 1963. Barney's carries exclusive brands such as Alpaca Rafts, Sitka Sims, XO Mountain Gear, Hilleberg, and much more. Barney's prides themselves with keeping a huge stock on hand of various top-of-the-line tents, footwear, sleeping bags, optics, cross-country skis, just to name a few. Barney's is also the exclusive retailer of Montana Knives, Seek Outside, Kafaru, Stone Glacier, and their in-house brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Barney's has a superior selection of top-rated boots, sleeping bags, dry bags, mountaineering gear, electronics, and accessories. Need freeze-dried food or mountain snacks? They got that too. Barney's now has an amazing new paperback catalog available for in-store pickup or online order. Visit them today at barneysports.com, or even better, stop by the store in Anchorage at 906 West Northern Lights. If you want the best, there's only one name in the game, Barney's Sports Chalet. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to engagement with boots on the ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan. BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery pint nights, and more. 
Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. When you pull up to the treehouse, you'll notice the beautifully hand-drawn art by Alaska's own Ted Kim. Once you get inside, you're going to see many of the same people that have been there since they opened. The bud tenders know you and what you like and what new product you should be checking out. The store is super clean and the music's always on point. The Treehouse and local owner Josh Boots is a staple in the cannabis culture through his music, community givebacks, and a lifetime desire to bring the people of Alaska the best products available. The Treehouse always has at least 25 strains available, and they're all shown prominently deli-style in clear, openable jars so you can see and smell your options. Other products include edibles, concentrates, vape carts, pre-rolls, flour, dab rigs, and anything else you need, they got it. They also have some pretty sick merchandise for sale. Check out thetreehouseak.com, or better yet, stop by the Treehouse today and get started on their loyalty program. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. That's got to about make you want to just... Rethink your trip. Well, yes. yeah, what am, I, <laughs> yeah. what am I even doing Why did I do here? that? Yeah, like why would I even do that? I've heard that. My, my neighbor had a, a guide, an eight-man guide that, that got pancaked, and then they had to sit there and weather it, and then when it died down, they set up like a half-assed, like, lean-to tarp thing. Sure. Until they could get pulled out of there, and um, they sat just basically behind that tarp for three or four days. Ugh. No hunting, no Ugh. nothing, just trying to survive. Making sure whatever they got left doesn't blow away. Right, all of that, yeah. and then uh, uh, got flown out, and they didn't even hunt. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I don't know about all that. I, I happened to do a Kodiak trip years ago. I didn't get the wicked wind, but it got really wet. Yeah. And I never seen water rise Yeah. so okay. fast um, down in that, like, sultry. Oh, yeah. Down yeah. there, yeah. that those, those, those tidal areas. Yep. That is, whoa. Yeah, you can yeah, Don't put your you tent put in the wrong your, spot. That's right. That's yeah. Right. And I went with, like, an, a, a, what I thought was, like, an old school Kodiak dude. So, um, I, you know, I felt like, oh, we're putting our tent here. Okay, well, if you say so. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at the wild horses and the scenery. I'm like, oh, this is so cool, man. You sure, guys sounds ride, good. Right over or fly yeah, over? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was an awesome an trip. Area. But it came at the end. We got out of there, and it snowed. And, and I got, like, a little taste of it. And then uh, coming back on the ferry, going across the Barrens, holy shit. That big, that oh. big ferry was. I was up in the front lane on the on the in the you know in the front part where all the guests. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a room, so I was just sleeping on my, oh, yeah, my yeah. on an air <laughs> pad on the ground, yeah. you know, yeah. doing that whole thing. I'll get a room next time. Yeah. Uh, but first time I did that, and when the boat was doing that, I'm like, wait a minute, this thing's like seventy feet long or yeah. whatever it is, or maybe longer. Keep going, yeah, yeah. yeah big boat. Uh, no, the Tustamina, that's oh, huge. Oh, like the Kanaka, yeah. Or it, which which one? The Kanaka's bigger. I don't but know. I, it had, it had yeah. a flatbed and a backhoe and a skidster and shit in it. Yeah, so it was yeah. one of the big ones. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I thought it was the Tustamina. Okay. Is yeah. the Kennecott bigger? Yeah, Kennecott's bigger. Okay. Yeah, but the Tustamina's been doing it. It was, a, t- it was a cool trip. It was a ton. Not the rabbit hole too much. But it was just cool to get on the ferry with all those folks from Port Lyons yeah. and oh, Kodiak yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the other communities. Um, uh, Uzinki? Yeah. Uzinki? Yep. Did I say that right? Uzinki. Uzinki? Yep. And, like, you know, people coming back with all the, like the Costco run and the right. Walmart run and all like the one dude had a flatbed truck just to the 
<laughs> with pallets of stuff. And I'm like, wow, man, that village life and that yeah. fairy life. And it's just, it was amazing that there was this lifestyle people were living. You don't really know it until you see sure. it. You got a little taste of it on the ferry. It's so cool, man. God, Kodiak's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you lived there? Uh, about 40 years. 40? 40 yeah. years? Jesus. I moved okay. up there when I was two or three. Okay. Been, Let's start been there. there. Been there ever since. Been there ever been since. Been there ever since? Yeah. yeah. I moved to Sitka for six or eight years when I was six or seven years old. Okay. I came back. Dad was in the Coast Guard there, so that's what took him to Sitka. And then he retired, and in Sitka, came back to Kodiak. Okay. So high school, middle school, high everything. School, yep. Yeah, I got I got back to Kodiak would have been probably sixth or seventh grade. So about the perfect time to get out and yeah, do what what I like to do. Yeah. And so when did you begin the involvement with Big Rays? Um, I I started working for a company called Max Sports Shop. Okay. In '97, mm-hmm. and uh, was owned by Tom Merriman, Cheryl Merriman, and they um, they sold to the current owners of Big Rays, okay. Mike, Mark, and Monty, um, in 2009. And so at that time, I was offered a position to manage the, the Max, Max Workshop store in Kodiak. Um, long time between then and 2000, yeah. 2019 when, when Jessica and I became, became owners. But yeah. Wow, so just a lifetime of Kodiak? That's... That's, a lot. That's all I know. I That's mean, yeah, I, Jessica gives me gives me crap sometimes. I come to the big city of Anchorage, but there's you know, more I, than two uh, stoplights. <laughs> yeah, it's, he gets me anxious crazy. when there's like three cars in yeah. line at an intersection. Oh, I bet. I bet. Line, line of people at the grocery store, more than six people. It takes me seven minutes to go to work. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I am I am seven to ten minutes away from mm-hmm. world class fishing. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a half an hour away from the trailhead, so I I'll take that. Yeah, I take it. Yeah, Jesse and Kara got a beautiful um, ocean boat a few years ago. Yeah, oh, nice. So you gotta have that there, no? Yeah, you got to. We yeah. I had one for years that was just one of those little eight knot, but put, put, put around boats. Yeah, my lifestyle doesn't doesn't accommodate eight knots. So yeah, we yeah. actually the boats built out of anchors called the Gl- uh, Glacier Craft. Oh, oh yeah, nice boat. It was a gem. It was. What just is that got like some three fifties hanging off the back? Twin two twenty five. Two twenty fives. Okay. For now, anyway. Tw- is that a? Is oh, that a- <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's gonna cost me a bar guy day, so, so we'll see. Well, typically, uh, you typically, if you don't mind me saying, that usually makes the boat a good deal. With the yeah. idea later, I'm putting some big boys. That's on. The, kind of the idea. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's a little underpowered. Yeah. Price is right, yeah. and I can probably throw another fifty k in motors in that thing. <laughs> then it'll be sweet. <laughs> then it'll exactly be sweet. I know exactly yeah. what how yeah. that works. <laughs> but it gives us the flexibility to, to, to to take off on a Friday afternoon and spend yeah. a weekend somewhere like Lidnick or even just, you know, someplace local and go hang out on an anchor and yeah. let, let the dogs Get out to a out. hole or somewhere that you're trying to get to yeah. with, with some speed, right? Yeah, I mean, a couple it's hours. even that. Do you I even mean, have to go that far, no, really? No, yeah. I mean, it's it, with, with that, that size of a boat, it's 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 an hour, hour and a half, someplace far that gets you. Oh, you know, yeah, that gets you. It's a remote, mm-hmm. you know. What have Very you cool. seen as far as um, growth in Kodiak? Um, communities, are more people moving in? Is there more tourists coming? Obviously, there's always been hunters that are coming there, fishermen that are coming there, yeah. and crabbers and stuff like that. But have you, since you've been there for so long, have you seen it be pretty steady? Or what's your outlook on what population-wise? You know, I think the population is shrinking. Um, 
mildly, depending on you know what what you believe. They got the city and the borough, and we. I don't know why we have both, but, but we have we have this. And then we have the, the world's largest Coast Guard base, which adds population numbers to it. And they're not too free about how many people live out there, so you have to kind of take that into account. Um, but the the um, it, it, the tax base for the last couple of years has kind of been shrinking a little bit mm-hmm. since 2020. I mean, the hunters have show, showed up in droves. I mean, it's when people came back to life i guess yeah you know mm-hmm. they were they were showing showing up in in, in in some pretty astounding numbers too many i mean i think you know i think we there's a there's a certain amount of population that, that there's a certain, certain amount of, of pressure that that island will will su- will sustain gotcha oh wow okay. and so i think we saw that peak and mm. it's kind of going back the other way which is just perfect but uh you know it's it's still there's still a lot of a lot of area for um people to operate out of and a lot of people a lot of area for people to go out and sightsee and bear view and hunt and fish, fish and, and, you yeah. know i actually last two or three years i've seen more people show up that don't have a rifle or a rod in their hand mm. a camera camera mm. a lot of yeah. people that are just out doing that thing so that's gotten big yeah yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is great yeah and there's doing they're doing a lot of film crews coming through there less shrouds coming through doing you know, mm-hmm. some, uh, some, uh, some stuff, Nat Geo. So you get to see some, some cool stuff. Hell yeah. Once in a while you're popping on Hulu or something and you go, oh, look, the cop show on Kodiak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Trooper So-and-So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I think it's any any really um, outdoor adventurer, hunter, fisherman, um, it's on probably everybody's list um, to go to Kodiak. I mean, obviously there's Alaska as the list, and if you even get a little bit you know, narrower. It's like, where are you going to go in Alaska? I want to go to Kodiak in Alaska. People generally hear about it, but in that circle, they if you if they're hunters, they know about it. They've heard about it. They've they oh, made sure, a decision sure. to go or not go. It's a destination, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I once saw in a day a black-tailed deer, a bear, brown bear, a buffalo, an elk, a goat, uh, a fox. Tons of bird, waterfowl birds, a whale, and in the back, oh, well, the whale was in the background of a dude surfing. This is all in a drive. Yeah. And I'm like, I was. It's a lot sp- to look at. Sportsman, oh like, oh my God. <laughs> Overload. <laughs> Overload. <laughs> and I think I got super lucky because it came off of a shitty rainy day yeah. and it was a first sunny day and I think everything was like, oh. I can get out in the sun. Mm-hmm. So I think it just was out at the right time. And I caught a glimpse of a goat up there and I happened to see an elk. Some of them are on the private lands. Right, and, right. And, and that the point is, is that the uniqueness of the place. Sure. Harbors such cool stuff to see. There's a missile silo like <laughs> yes. thing yeah. at the end of the island that people don't right. even know. Yeah, and right. then yeah. there's a, you know, broth, they're surfing and, and then, this guy's over catching 18 pound silvers and i'm like oh my god this is like <laughs> never leaving yeah, yeah i mean i i really was i could totally live here based on that like outdoors feel yeah um it seems like it's like a limited winter maybe i was like that longer depends on when on the wind direction true some some years yeah. we can get two inches of snow and sometimes it's two inches a day it's just mm-hmm. I mean, right i've yeah. we had we had 67 degrees 64 degrees in January 20 or December 27th last year. Two, 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 two years ago. I, I remember that year. I was yeah. I was out uh, hiking around, um, I forget the name of the bay, in a t-shirt on Thanksgiving Day. 
Yeah, it was for it, a window. Yeah. I mean, it was just warm for a couple hours, and I had to put oh. puffy back on when the sun went down. Right, but right. The fact that I was able to do that, um, and then just I, it's such a unique, almost like its own country or something. Well, it's the cool uh, thing about like the you go to the north end of the island; it's all wooded yeah. and it's it's oh. forest and flat. Not really flat, but it's you know not you get to the south end of the island; it's like the Alaska Peninsula or out west. You know, you sure. don't have that, right? So it's I mean, you can have an hour long flight seeing tour and see two so or three many different things. types of terrain. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's so a unique cool, area, man. unique area. Do you feel like you know it, like the back of your hand? No. Is there There's still some, places yeah. you're like, I got to still check this Every out? Every time I think about, like, the things I want to do, the punch list things, or where I want to go hunt and fish, I always think, like, you know, the interior, the north, yeah. catch big grayling. And I just, there's another 20 or 30 spots that I want on. I want to go inspect on Kodiak. You know, there's just, there's still yeah. so, so much for me to see. There's a lot of history there that, that isn't really captured very well, mm. um, you know, from the, from the game being, you know, being plant, being planted, planted there by Teddy Roosevelt's administration. I mean, yeah. The only indigenous mammal on Kodiak is a bear bat and the bull. Everything else has been planted there. A yeah. bear, bear, bat, and the which one? The bull. The bull. The, bull. the bear, the bat, and the bull. And the bull. BBV. BBV. And maybe birds. Birds. The, the migration of birds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that. But that, so that's what it is. I thought the bear was the only. Well, no, because the bear had to have something to eat. Berries, fish. Berries, fish. berries, berries, and fish. Yeah. Fish, fish yeah. are probably what they really truly That's survived the on. Thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, man. Yeah, deer are new. You know, re relatively, yeah. when goats, like seven goats years, are new. Goats are new, and they're elk exploding. Are new. Goats yeah. and elk are fantastic, and I think if you read some older reports, fishing game has been trying to really keep that herd thinned out. Yeah. Because they can eat themselves out of house and home pretty easily. Uh, mm. Aren't there reindeer? Uh, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, or, or, or caribou? Yeah, they're reindeer. Uh, they're reindeer. reindeer. Yeah. 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 Where do you, where are those at? Wherever you find them. Okay. They're, okay. They are not in. I mean, it's south end of the island typically, right. but mm -hmm. you they're they're just like any other uh, any other carrier, but they're wandering around nervously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As soon as a kind of gunfire happens, they take off. Yeah. I so a lot of guys get tags, but they they're just an opportunity. You know, you see them, you go. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy that the um, the landscape, the habitat, is able to provide enough for everything to thrive. Man, you go down there and you, you, I remember going hunting when I was, when we lived in Sitka, we'd come back and hunt out of Zachary Bay, at mm -hmm. Zachary Bay Lodge. Mm -hmm. And I remember a couple of times, I remember seeing this picture at Island Air and there's this beach with hundreds of deer on it. And I remember hunting, passing up those deer because there was too many in the crowd to shoot. You're, oh, and you're wow. on a subsistence hunt. You know, you're on the <laughs> beach. It's not, it's hunting. Yeah. And it, you don't have that opportunity anymore. The population's kind of settled in. Yeah. But mm. you, sit there on the beach or an open part of the country and you look for a half a day and nothing's nothing's there and then you run a call or the sunlight changes the next thing you know there's deer everywhere there are so many places for these animals to hide yeah and they're at your feet you just i mean they yeah they're bedded down and then they yeah because in blacktail are just houdinis yeah they just slither in and out and it's yep. tough and many bears times. too right bears too yeah, yeah. it's amazing they'll take massive two, as they are two steps in the brush and flat mm -hmm. out gone. disappear gone yeah What's the biggest bear you've seen out there? Um, probably ten and a half. Yeah, we got a ten, ten two in the store. We have a big one in mm -hmm. our store. Oh, okay, that was shot by the previous owner. Oh, I want to man, I want to ask about the store. I discovered Max. Um, when is Max? Uh, was is it renamed now? 
Yeah, it's officially we renamed Big Rays, all right? of our stores to Big Rays in 2015, but Big Rays bought Max Sport Shop in 2008. So for seven oh. years, kept the name the same. Right. In okay. 2008, yeah. okay, so my first discovery of Kodiak was like maybe 06, 07 before okay. that. Yeah. And dude, Jesse, I'm pretty sure you might have checked me out. And when I bought, <laughs> I bought something there for the first time, and it's I'm pretty likely. sure you were there, dude. I because I, when you walked in, I'm like, I've seen you, and it had to be at the store, probably. Um, Did you say thirty nine ninety nine real quick? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, a sale today. Right. <laughs> Buy one Carhartt, get one half off. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I I was so blown away that I. Floated into Kodiak, and there was this badass sporting goods shop. Made sense when I got there. I'm like, of course, it's Kodiak. You know, you got the sure. hunting and the fishing and everything else. But when I went in there, I was appalled at how much good stuff was in there. I mean, it was all top of the line. I mean, that, at that time, were you guys doing Sims and, and all that Probably back Probably not. In 2006? Not. Uh, yeah, maybe Probably not, not yet. Uh, that might have been like right there toward the end or the swap over because it all of a sudden went max to big raise, and I didn't think because the store didn't change much. No, no. So it was like, oh, was it always like a max was like a part of big raise or something? Well, I never knew, but it's always funny. I mean, because Jesse's in Kodiak, I go to Kodiak every couple months, but um. When you say like, oh, I work at Big Ray's, people go, oh, you mean Max Sport Shop. Oh, you know, sure. And, and I go, absolutely, whatever you want to call it. If you're shopping at the yep. store, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. But, uh, you know. They won't let people, it go. Which is oh, fine. Oh, my mom still calls it Max. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just good buddies. Yeah. 7-Eleven, oh, yeah. Mapco. Yeah. It's not yeah. a holiday. It's Mapco. Oh, oh I, right. I mean, yeah. it's it's forever Mapco on the hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll never be holiday on the hill. It's <laughs> yeah. Mapco on the hill. Right? Um, that makes sense, though. I mean, the diehard... 40 plus year residents, well, right? Like, yeah. and I've always heard like the comments like that for years, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh. I, I never really understood it till you really go out into, you know, to really it's Cabela's or it's the you, yeah. you go around there's places yeah. and anchors that you go to really a larger job. market, you realize that there's more of those and you wouldn't expect that there. Well, that that or they really don't have a place that has has it all in one, you got to be a big box, okay? Store to very do true, all that. you know. Mm-hmm. You'd you mm-hmm. go to you go get your your ammo here and your food there and mm-hmm. your jacket here. It's mm-hmm. not all in one spot. So it took me kind of a while to realize that and recognize that. So yeah. very very proper out of that because it's it's uh, it's what we do and it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it is. And I out. think one of the first things I ever bought there was something for my daughter. I think I bought her um, jacket. No, <laughs> I, I think I bought her like a. Uh, I couldn't find a neck buff mm-hmm. to save my life oh. in mm-hmm. town. Um, and I was just in there and I realized I'm like, Oh my God, I, but I walk in there and I grab my credit card and I'm like, yeah, put that away and grab my debit card. <laughs> Cause that doesn't, that has less of a limit on it. Uh-huh. And I just bought a buff or whatever. And, and, uh, I, I was like, wow, I, even at, uh, this little shop in Kodiak has stuff for kids. Yeah. I was always blown away by that. Mm-hmm. Like you guys. Well, it's you, a small market. We have, we have to, we have, we and there's have, families yeah, out there. There's lots right. of them. That's right. Yeah. 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 Is that diner still open down no, the way? Oh, um, she died uh, this spring. Oh, what's summer. what's it called? Kings. 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 Yeah. Man, 
Greasy spoon, bacon and oh, eggs, man. biscuits and gravy. It's a staple <laughs> before every flyout hunt. Yeah. Oh, every every hunt. Uh, oh past man, October 1st. I, I used to be an independent insurance adjuster, mm-hmm. and so I did auto damage appraisals. So I would fly in, I go to RCs, oh, yeah. look at wrecked sure. cars, or I go out to people's places, and it was always just like in and out for the day. I'd find weather windows, and so I could get in and out. But I always flew in and went right there for uh-huh. breakfast. Rented a car, yeah. ran there, had my pa- bacon, eggs, and pancakes. And then went and did my thing. Yeah. So it was sure. just, there was just local, just beautiful local folks of mm-hmm. all, like, Kodiaks. Yeah. It, it folks, was. man. It like, was. if you guys know what I mean by that, right? Like, I think so. it felt very, like, this is a spot where you're going to get the best. Mm-hmm plate of pancakes in town mm-hmm. for sure or else or else i mean uh, yeah i mean i judge a, i judge a greasy spoon on its pancakes and they're pretty yeah. killer at king's it's shut down though huh mm-hmm. yep, yep. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. anything take its place big raised nope. pancakes <laughs> better watch out there you go there you, you guys go. need to buy kings and revamp Who's that flipping? shit get yeah. it going yeah. <laughs> well it's I mean, you are from Fairbanks, correct? I am born okay. and raised. Mm-hmm. Born and right, raised. Right. Born and raised in Fairbanks. That's real a whole Alaska. Real like Alaska. You hear that, Kodiak? Ooh. Real Alaska. I mean, Kodiak is real Alaska. Anchorage. Mm. Hold on now. Oh, Hold, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Anchorage is very mild. Yes. We don't have the Kodiak. Mm-hmm. We don't have the Great Northwest, Oregon, North, you know, um, thing. But we also don't have that brutal, dry, yeah. super cold. Yeah. You know, uh, the the puddles start freezing like September tenth in Fairbanks versus today, October second in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. No. Although we were just talking about that because I'm going to Fairbanks tomorrow night, and uh, it just snowed today, which was kind of late for it to snow. So right, right, kind of nice. But. And and then. Anchorage in the in the South Central Bowl, mm-hmm. we really have a mild average Truly. Through, through the year. Yeah. I think our average temp is like 30 degrees or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. We don't have those crazy cold. I mean, I went to Minnesota last year oh. for a hockey tournament, yeah. and it was colder there than yeah. in Anchorage. Absolutely. It was like 30 degrees in town, and it was five below in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Went walking around downtown to go get a beer. I'm like, what the... Like, it's windy. Sucks. Yeah, it's cool. Like, yuck. I went right back to the hotel bar. I was like, I'm not going out. Like, that sucks. <laughs> but um, Fairbanks, for the record, is, I mean, my I have a lot of family that held sure. from the Fairbanks days of, like, living out in Saltja, oh, living in North Pole, just killing a moose in the yard, and, like, you know that kind say. of day. And you know what to say? I can't wait to hear it. The what Saltja it? boys will cut you. I did not. How have I never oh. heard that saying before? Well, some so. North Pole guys... <laughs> Told me this. <laughs> some other about you that. go hunting around in Fairbanks backyard, you yeah. get some boys that are get real territorial uh-huh. and they find out sure. you're from Anchortown. Yes, that's yeah, true. Sure. That's true. Uh, but 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 no, I'm born and raised in Fairbanks, but I've lived in Anchorage for twelve years now. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Salter mm-hmm. boys will cut you. I'm gonna remember Salter that. Boys will cut you. I'm gonna need to make the shirt. Yeah. For those boys. I, I mean, you, have you been through Salt Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah. You survived. Yeah, our flight, yeah. or flight, flight, or uh, You see this scar? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does he commute? Not he, anymore. Oh. But, but, yeah, he had, I mean, they, they get a lot of flooding there every spring, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, was, yeah. He, was, he was right in that spot, so right? every spring he was panicking. I, I always get, um, I'm, it's crazy that stretch from Delta to Fairbanks, mm-hmm. that part of the highway is nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it snows, I mean, it is Brutal. a greasy mm. moose are jumping across the road. Mm-hmm. Truckers are ripping, yeah. mm. spitting rocks. Yep. Man, I got two uh, 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 rental car claims against me 
renting cars and having to run out there. Yeah. And coming back with chips on the windshield. I'm that like, well, right. I mean, the fucking gravel truck is just his fault. Yeah. Right. No, I believe it. My parents. That was everybody picked it up. Oh, shit, man. My, uh, my parents have a cabin on the Delta Clearwater, so we go out oh. there a lot. But yeah, it gets brutal on that highway sometimes. People just go yeah. fast. Where'd you grow up in Fairbanks? Like, what area? I was... um, Cushman Drive, Airport Way? I was off of Farmer's Loop, so by the university, kind of up in the hills. Okay, it's nice. It's nice. It's really pretty up there. I had to ask, because that is kind of like the hillside of Fairbanks, I think? It it might. I mean, it is on the hills. I was just going to say that. (laughs) It is on the hills, so there's that. But, um, no, it was nice, because it was my family, and then my grandfather was two minutes away, and then my aunt and uncle and cousins were two minutes away, so we all lived, like, in this compound together. Nice. So it was That's nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the background there with um, the big race connection? Sure. So, um, my dad is still um, one of the owners of Big Rays and his two business partners, Mike Miller and Mark Kruver, who are here in Anchorage, their father started it in 1947. Mm. Um, and uh, my dad was born in Minot, North Dakota, but his dad was in the um, military and traveled around. And so they came up to Anchorage when he was like in eighth grade, um, stationed at J-Bear. And uh, my dad needed a job in high school. So he, his best friend was working at Army Navy Mm. and uh, just slinging freight. And he was like, oh, sure, I'll do that for a summer. And so he did that for a summer. And I actually think he got fired um, from, <laughs> from Army Navy. <laughs> but then he came back another summer, and he went off to college um, down in the States. And then uh, he got his degree in business, and he was going to move to Dallas. And the owners, um, Glenn Miller and Howard Kruver, needed someone to run the Fairbanks store. And my dad said, Hell no, I'm not going to Fairbanks. Yeah. But well, they said, hey, you know, we uh, we really want you to run it just for a year. Come on up. You'll save us. We'd really appreciate it. So he said, sure, I'll come up for a year. Yeah. And then a year passed and they said, hey, you want to stay up for another year? Come on. He said, okay, I'll do one more year. And then I'm moving back to Dallas. He had already bought a house. He had a job lined up down there. And it's pretty nice down there. It's pretty nice, but a couple years, you know, in he met my mom, and um, and then it was getting to the point Damn. where he uh, he had another job Love. offer. I know. Get you every time. <laughs> he had another job <laughs> offer. Spoils the best of plans. God yeah. damn it! Where did that come Don't from? tell him that. He's not a softie at all. <laughs> but uh, the way he always says is, there is another job offer in California. There was a um, he was really good friends with the owners of Levi's because. Big Ray's Army Navy used to be one of the largest Levi supplier oh. in the United States. All of Johnny Cash's black Levi's he used to buy from Army Navy in downtown Anchorage. Little known oh. fact. Wow. So we were a big player in the Levi's, you know, sphere. And so my dad was good friends with them and they wanted to um, start a new brand of clothing and they wanted someone to run it. And so my dad went back to the owners of Big Race and said, hey, I have this amazing opportunity. Um, you know, if I stay in the business, I'd like to, to be an owner. Uh, mm. And and um, Mike Miller and Mark Kruver, his, you know, business partners were like, yeah, you know, it'd be great to have another person on. Um, the company that he passed up turned out to be The Gap. So, oh. you know, there was an opportunity there. Uh, my yeah. mom goes, what? Ooh. Come on. I feel like that oh would have kind of elevated some things. Yeah. <laughs> be the hillside of San Francisco we'd be living on. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but no, so that's kind of how it came to be. And um, like I said, Mike and Mark, uh, their father started it. And so they kind of came back and helped in the business too. And then the three of them all became equal partners, all one third owners. And they became owners in 1988. And then the, 
I mean, massive recession happened and mm. every bank mm. was, you know, in foreclosure and yep. the businesses, I think at one point there were like 10 big raises or luggage stores. There was a store in Valdez oh. and oh, Eagle wow. River. Yeah, all, it was they huge. They went full ham in it. They went big then, time. Okay. And then really scaled back and... uh yeah, and then the three of them really built the business from a surplus store in you know downtown Anchorage into to what it is today. And that was the yeah. first store. The first store was the one that's on Fourth Avenue right now. Down, Navy. Yep. And so Glenn Miller and Howard Kruver in 1947, right after the war ended, started selling surplus out of the back of their car, which was super popular back then, and there was mm. a huge market for it, and they had just great success. So they opened that store that we're still in today and um, grew it, and then, like I was mentioning shortly after that, they opened the store in Fairbanks. Um, and then they started to get into, like, winter wear and work clothing, mm. and obviously oil was discovered, and that was a big yeah. deal. And in the 70s, we started supplying all the oil companies on the North Slope and the pipeline, and that really elevated the business. And then um, in the 80s, Big Rays was actually like the second largest apparel dealer in Russia um, because we had all the contracts oh. with Russia. So my dad used to go over to Russia all the time growing up. Um, but we had uh, headquarters in Moscow. I think it was in Moscow. I think, yeah, somewhere in Russia. Um, but we had a headquarters there. We had like two employees. It was a big deal. Oh. And then it, it got a little sense. shady in Russia. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They got burned. <laughs> they were living high, and then they got burned big time by the oh. Russian government, and it was out no. of there. But no. Big Russia's too, now. Too, yeah. good to, <laughs> too good to be true. Way too good to be true. I mean, it makes sense for the... I mean, the, the climate and the, yeah. they need the same gear. Yep. And it's easy to, to get stuff. over there. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's right. So there is a great market, but that, that quickly went away. Oh, and, bummer. Uh, but you know, it's, I look back now and we've been owners for almost five years now and growing up, I think it was, you know, it was just, that's what was dad, dad's business. It was a my sports mom, shop, yeah. my mom owned her own business too. So we kind of grew up in both of our parents were business owners. And, um, but some of my youngest memories were spent in our Fairbanks store. It's a huge store. It's like 22,000 square feet Whoa. and it's three buildings put together. So there are so many nooks and crannies for like oh, hide and seek. Yeah. My brother and I would just get lost for hours in the store. Like no one would know where we Is were. Is that the one on airport way? No, downtown. that's the downtown one. Okay. But the oh, there's airport, there's two. Oh, okay. Yeah, the downtown one's the big one. But the airport right, way store used to be my mother's antique store. Yeah. Oh. I know. Okay. Oh, in By comparison, way, people are still hiding at our downtown store. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, it's in there. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that was built in the early 50s and just every like 10 years they added on another section of that building isn't that so. fairbanks though yes yep. very oh much so oh my god man you drive around fairbanks and it's like <laughs> is there any code is there around? a code <laughs> is there something like no nah, just building around the railroad track yes there's a trucker stop over here mm -hmm. put a pizza hut there yep. <laughs> we'll swear somewhere else costco will be good over there yeah 100 percent. that's exactly it and that's exactly what our downtown building is like just like that yeah. Mm -hmm. In comparison to the new one yeah. in Anchorage there um, by Moose's Tooth, what's, what size is that building? That one is 14,000 square feet. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what'd you say Fairbanks was? It's 22,000, but okay. the Fairbanks store is three levels. So oh. it's really disconjointed. Yeah. So it, it feels almost smaller than the one, our Midtown Anchorage store, just because that Midtown Anchorage store, you walk in and it's one level, it's yeah. high ceilings. Mm -hmm. It takes me a long time to go through that well, Fairbanks good, one, to be oh. honest. 
The Fairbanks uh, one? Yeah, yeah, because there's so many of the, like, my wife and I went in there a few years back when yeah. we were in town for a hockey tournament. Yeah. So we went to Prospector and Big Ray's and... I'm like, oh, these are the two best sporting goods shops in town, man. Yeah. Let's let's go. There's always like a gem in here for the kids or whatever. Yeah. And uh, uh, man, yeah, the 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 downtown Fairbanks store. I was like, oh, honey, there's still stuff over here. There's stuff up here. You think you're done? I know. You think you're done, and then there's another I'm like, like nook and cranny. I feel like we're in there for like three hours. <laughs> well, good. That's the whole in point. Be- in between so hockey games, we spent like a whole afternoon Excellent. in there. And, come out of there yeah. with pretty good between that and the prospector but that's funny good yeah, yeah. I, I got a, like a love hate with fairbanks man i got like a i, I love it because it's at that true alaska mm-hmm. but i've also run into some really grouchy folks yeah you know at the gas station and yeah. like some real honorary sobs where i'm like I mean, a lot of the people that Where are you live, from? Anchorage? <laughs> okay, here we go. He's like, pull your knife out on me. All right. Just don't say you're from Anchorage. I know. I ran that real quick. I was like, yeah, I'm from the South. Yeah. You could, <laughs> you could say Wasilla and they'll love that. But Anchorage, just no. They don't. Yeah. Love it I it mean, is Anchorage versus it's everyone. That's true. I figured I should tell them Willow. There oh, they go. love Willow. Willow. Yeah, come on go. in, bud. It's like, Willow oh, that's almost great. like Salcha. It's, <laughs> it's basically yeah, yeah. the same thing. <laughs> the sled dog's there. That makes sense. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. So growing up in the store, yeah. and then eventually, how did how did this, you decide, like, hey, I'm going to get involved with this. Yeah. I want to pursue this versus something else. What, whatever else you did yeah. or wanted to do. Well, I think... Um, that graduated in Fairbanks too. I graduated from West Valley High School. West Valley, yes, I did. Oh, you laid through yeah. or West, West Valley. Valley. I mean, there's only two, so and Monroe, but yeah. Oh right, it was right. a West okay. Valley girl. But um, no, I think really looking back, my greatest. Um, I'm so thankful to my parents because never, not once in my entire childhood did my parents ever say to my brother or I like, "There's any type of expectation that you need to come back and work for the family business or mm. anything like that." And that was. I'm really thankful for that because I know a lot of people who have family businesses who it's, that's the expectation is that you will do that. Um, And, you know, I went to uh, the University of Oregon for college and wasn't really thinking about the business. I wanted to get into sports management or go to law school. And uh, like my junior year, I started being like, oh God, I graduated in two years. I got to get my my life together. Um, And so I started thinking about it a bit. Of course, I grew up in the store. I worked there every summer, holidays, you know, child labor, little homesickness, a little bit. Um, but, uh, so I kind of knew I wanted to get into business in some capacity. And so after I graduated, I went and worked at Gerber knives, the okay. hunting knife company. Yeah. And so, um, I had a lot of opportunities with my dad having lots of connections in the outdoor industry. And that's the one place he did not have a connection. So I was like, Oh, I'll work there. I want to do this on my own. And so I started working just in account services, lowly position, and then kind of worked my way up into new product development and got to be, um, I was a project coordinator, so got to oversee knives from conception all the way to implementation, which was really rewarding to see. You'd see a sketch of a knife, and 12 months later, you'd be, I'd be yeah, in China you know, with, and, the, yeah. with the knife itself. And I got to yeah, go over to China quite a few times and really learn manufacturing and oversee these multi-million dollar projects. And then I was like, I really love the industry. I love the business. I love everything about it. And I said, Dad, I want to go back to Alaska. And he said, well, I don't have a job for you. So you got to wait for a bit. Oh, and then, we're all booked. 
Yep, yep. And so then Cashier I... Cashier opening in Kodiak. <laughs> <laughs> truly. Wasn't that far off. But uh, after... Start from the bottom. That truly, after about six months, he was like, okay, I have a job opening. And it was as an assistant buyer. And Kara, Jesse's uh, wife, was my boss. Mm. And so I just was um, an assistant for her helping to, to buy. And then I just kind of worked my way up. And every couple years, I kind of took on a bigger role in the company. And then I became a senior buyer. And then... Uh, e-commerce and then I was market so I oversaw the Anchorage market but I always knew I wanted I'm super close with my parents my family but I wanted some sense of autonomy mm. and so that's why mm. I chose to come to Anchorage even though listen the reality is I'll always be the boss's daughter it's never going to change I, mm. I know that um, but I wanted to be able to prove myself a little bit and have yeah. some sense of you know my own self and so that's why I moved to Anchorage I did not know anyone here yeah. um, break and the just, link a little bit yeah yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. So just did that and then, yeah, worked my way up. And then, yeah, February 1st of 2019, Jesse and I became owners and partners. And yeah, so we both kind of worked our way through the ranks. Did you say February 1st? Yes. 2019? Yes. Yeah. Damn, right before COVID. Was this an idea that you guys? Our first for a full year, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wow. high five. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, we yeah, we made great. it. We're going into year two. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what did we get ourselves into? Buy a retail store. It'll be fun. They said, yeah, yeah. right. Sure. That yeah. no, was a blast. Yeah. We'll deliver you, guys, you car hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you guys approached by the parents and like, hey, we're looking to sell this? Or was it an actually, idea that you guys were like, I hey, I'm looking to. love this story because my dad and I had talked about it for a while. I would say for about two to three years, he and I had talked about it. And, you know, he was really testing me out. It's, I want to be very clear. This was not given to Jesse or I, we are buying the business just like anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and it's truly their retirement, you know, yeah. so their retirement is based on us keeping this business successful. Yeah. And oh yeah. Profitable. Yeah. 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 No pressure. No pressure. They don't yeah. fuck it up now. Is that 100 <laughs> so they're like, yeah, COVID's about to hit. So we're going to go ahead and pass this yeah. down to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Buy this exactly. for a premium and good luck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we kind of need to still be able to make it to Mexico every year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, I think my dad was really testing me out to one, see if this is what I wanted to do. If you make this commitment, mm. it's your life. Yeah. You know, yeah. It really you're, is. You're, you're, you're committed. married to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I was really committed, but he was also testing me out to see if I, I could do it. Mm. Um, and I, it's not a job that you can do by yourself. It's really not. It's a, it's a two-man, two-woman and man job. Um, and we had talked about, you know, partners. And, of course, Jesse was obviously the – absolutely, you got to have – Jesse would be the best partner to have. He's been with the business for so long. We work really well together. We respect each other. We're both hard workers. Um, so I just remember we all went to dinner. Do you remember this? We all went to dinner at Kinley's. Mm -hmm. The five owners. So mm -hmm. my dad, myself, Mike, Mark, and Jesse. And I guess I always thought Jesse knew that this was going to happen. Like this was something we had all kind of talked about. You guys didn't about. own the building next door at this time yet? No. Okay. Well, but we had been, we were in that store. We were in that store. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Just at that time. Half that. Half Mine Okay, okay that's there. right. Okay, okay. Mine yeah, was there. So okay. We were there. I'm sorry to throw that in. I was just like, is it just a coincidence? That happened no. Like, no, we <laughs> were. You said we were having dinner looking at Big Race? Yeah. <laughs> no, we were, we were there. So we all okay, had this dinner. Right. <laughs> and we um, just kind of bring up the conversation to Jesse, like, hey, you know, it's time. You know, we're going to do, we're going to take over this. Uh, it's time for you guys to become owners of Big Race. <laughs> Jesse did not expect that to be coming. You were a little bit taken aback. Yeah. And he uh, said, okay, I got to talk to my wife about this. <laughs> oh, and real quick, Jesse, your role at this time, 
at Max was you were like G- GM yeah. of Max, or I'm sorry, of, of uh, all big race. Oh, big, yeah. I was, oh, okay. I was what they would call the senior market manager. So I was, I was responsible for all the sales floors, all the stores mm-hmm. managers. So I, okay. was, I was already in the stores. And okay. Yeah. Okay. At one point, Jessica worked for me. She I sure did. Been, so. Okay. Okay. So it was you, a rough time, but it yeah. was a rough time. Well, yeah. I just think you guys were definitely <laughs> up, up. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, we were both overseeing a lot. Yeah, yeah we were yeah. both okay. overseeing okay. a lot. And there was a conversation that took place one day between her dad and I, and, and, and maybe it was a review or something like that. And yeah. I, kind of plant plant the said, seed a little hey, bit, you know, when, kind of a thing. When, when the time comes, I'd, okay. Yeah. Are you still one of the longest employees there? Is there his wife is? Oh, your wife is. Yeah. Is she the Eric? Eric is. Eric celebrated 35 years. Yeah. Wow. In Kodiak? In Kodiak. Yeah. Been with the company yeah. for 35 years. Yeah. Wow. You know, I think we're really proud of the fact that we have, we do um, every five-year anniversary, we do something big for our staff when they're mm-hmm. celebrating a five-year oh, yeah. milestone. And I would say every year we have four or five, yeah. which is, this year we had yeah. a couple tens, fifteens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's really it's, long-term wow. employees yeah. in, in, in an industry where there's high turnover. We have a mm. lot of long-term employees. Yeah. That's that really cool says a lot it does. about yeah. your guys' culture sure. and the business and the family and yeah. like what it means, the stuff that's behind the scenes in the sign sure, and the stores oh, and yeah. the locations. Yeah. There's yeah. clearly something really special going on there. Yeah. If you got folks like that that want to stick it out that long. Yeah. I'd like to say all of our employees are like that, but a few. Well, a good portion when, are. You, when you have that many locations or your business is as large as it is, yeah. as it, is it, it our, happens. Our core but, group yeah. has been with us for a long right. time, and it just, it really means a lot. And a lot of them have been with us since they graduated high school, you know? Yeah. So they've, that's been their working okay. career is that big race. Right. Way cool. Yeah. I know yeah. some of the ladies at Army Navy have been there for a long, long, oh, long yeah. time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. How many total employees, all the stores? 90-ish. 90-ish? 87 wow. to 92, depending on the week. <laughs> That's a lot. It was yeah. 95 a couple of days ago. Yeah. yeah. You're almost to 100 people in the Big Rays organization itself? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. lot. Yep. Yeah. I don't think people recognize how... Over. I don't want... We're not big, but we're not small either. But the fact that we have five different locations, it's not like we have one big central a hub. A lot of right. moving pieces. It's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. yeah. I was saying, I think we talked about this. You guys are kind of in that middle space, like between boutique and big box store. Mm-hmm. Where you still have that like local feel, mm-hmm. but yet you have everything that you need. Yeah, that's really been our niche. Is yeah. you know, there's the specialty stores like um, AMH, obviously Barney's, and they do mm-hmm. a wonderful job for a very particular customer. And our yeah. customer is really anyone who lives or is coming to Alaska, man, woman, child, who wants to experience Alaska, not just one industry of Alaska. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's the it's our bo- strength. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's the boutique angle mm-hmm. which is i feel like is a maybe more of an ame barney's yeah angle yeah. or or it's a pigeonhole is not the right word it's just like you're you're going to those stores for a very specific yeah. thing and and then the um or brand mm-hmm. brand brand yeah I, I was trying to i was trying to be politically correct here so i don't want to disrespect what the stores offer but sure. i feel like so I'm, I'm, i want to say this i'm going to give you a quick backstory on yeah. My Army Navy big raise, you know, uh, number one, I love the, the the children's selection. I've had kids for over a decade now, and and it's hard to find stuff for kids. Yes, it is. And you can go to big raise, and you can find stuff for kids, and that's enormously huge because mm-hmm. there's a lot of long winter months here. 
I went to Army Navy and I got a lot of my starter kit stuff on my first moose hunt from Army Navy. I got my first Danner pronghorns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the dude that sold me them. Uh, sold me my first pair. Was going on his first sheep hunt with a backpack, uh, uh, an Alps mountaineering pack frame that you guys had, like I think just got in or maybe had it for a season. And so he had used it and he's like, "This works really good." And so and I was balling on a budget, man. Sure. I didn't have you know seven hundred bucks for sure. boots and. You know, I didn't have a ton of money for, like, Havilon knives and all that mm-hmm. stuff back then. So I got my pronghorns, and I got my, my hatchet, and I, I, I picked out a few things. And um, my takeaway was, like, you can get the the good quality. I, I say entry level. It wasn't really entry level. All that stuff is as good as it gets. But it, it, it basically got me into the, like, I can afford to get out and do this adventure. Mm-hmm. And this place provided all the the stuff I needed at the right price point that I could afford. Sure. And so, um, and then, like I said, then you fast forward to like the Amy's and the Barney's, and, and that's where if you want the seven hundred dollars Sitka, which actually, coincidentally, you guys sell Sitka now, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. back then it wasn't the spot where you could find that stuff. Yeah. But well, they didn't even really have a lot of that. There was stuff a lot of stores then. that sold it. A anyway. lot of these big this new Kafaro, Stone Glacier, yeah. QU, yeah. all these companies Recent now they're all new. They're yeah. all within the last decade. Yeah, you know. But you know what I'm coming from. Yeah. I mean, the Carhartt, the Danner, the the stuff that was like this shit will get me out there and get sure. the job done yeah um i i loved that that vibe about the store and max gave me that too in kodiak you know i was like you can get some really nice stuff or you can get some like blue collar balling on a budget stuff there's a lot of people that that don't hunt in the sitka and don't you know no they they got the pronghorns or extra tufts and car hearts i mean and heli hansons you know what i mean and that's and that's where basic stuff Yeah. yeah and i think that's actually the majority of the casual mm-hmm. hunter no outdoorsman Absolutely. who re- recognizes that he's only going to make it out two or three times a year, what, whatever that means. Yeah. And he's not going to go and break the bank and or rack up two right. years worth of credit card payments yeah. on gear right. when he can just go buy a few pieces here and there at Army Navy. You're not going to put your sick on because it's raining. You're going to put where your sick when when you're going hunting and it's raining. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So um, I, I, I just thought that that niche market of what it offered was so was so unique yeah. because you are expanded past that that boutique kind of mm-hmm. like per one one kind of maybe person or, or I'm not saying it right but that you know we you really we really try to appeal I don't want to say to the masses but we really try to appeal to Alaskans and people yeah experiencing Alaska and whether that's I mean we have Canada goose I mean a, ja- a Canada goose jacket's two thousand dollars. All the way down to, you know, some entry level Columbia. And that's really mm. part of our business model is we don't want to um, exclude anyone from a price point. And so, you know, we work with our buying team to ensure that there's always a good, better, best option that we mm. have. Hell yeah. Stores. And, you know, that's, we're really proud of that. That's not everyone is able to come in and buy that, that $700 yeah. dew point jacket. Well, you guys have a little big box store vibe. We, so, does that make sense? We try so to tread on that lightly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you have all the options, but yeah. it's local. Yeah. But then you have stuff that um, you go to a big box store and you can't find because it's like all sold out. Sure. But you can go get the your fuel cans and your MSR stove yeah. and and some some steaks and uh, I don't mean meat steaks. I mean like you know like tent steaks. Tent steaks. We get meat and, steaks too, which yes, they have yeah, water. That's right. Yeah. You can buy a grill to put over the fire at Big yes, Ray's. Yes, like, yes. I mean, I, I guess it just it gives you everything you need. 
Mm-hmm. And and some because it has the unique branding with yeah. the kids stuff, and then you got like a huge cart selection, and yeah. um, and then you got the slope gear, and yeah. you got the stuff that yep. you can get fire, fire uh, for existing clothing, mm-hmm. and and good boots, and yep. and heavy heavy duty winter gear, which a lot of the other stores don't offer that. It's true. So I mean, that's you the guys thing are in is, a really cool spot. Yeah, it's really it's, it's fun for us. But that's yeah. the thing is, I mean, you go to um, REI and they have great stuff, but sure. not everything is made for forty below. You know, yeah. or um, yeah. Cabela's, I love going there and they have their snake boots out, you know, here yeah. in, in Anchorage. And yeah. so it's, uh, we're really proud of the fact that we are all Alaskans. We all live here. It's, um, really important to us. We all enjoy the outdoors. We're all, you know, fishing and hunting and hiking. And so our buying team is very tuned into Alaska and what it takes to mm. survive yeah. here. It's, right it's, it's, it sounds and it feels like there is a lot of, um, homework that happens before you guys decide to go with a certain brand mm-hmm. um because you go in there and you just you know that 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 certain brand is going to work mm-hmm. and now I've, i noticed you guys expand into other stuff i mean now you can get beads and flies yeah. and mm-hmm. and line yeah, and weights and, and, yeah. and guns and yeah. all kind of stuff now yeah, optics. At, at the midtown yeah. store well and that's been really a expansion of ours is and the the midtown anchorage store we doubled our space so we were in there but we shared it with like a mina key and it looked like a carhartt store and it was just oh, not great definitely felt like the slope spot it did and that's mm. what it was yeah, good call. yeah. Good that's call. what it was and so we made yeah. the commitment we took over the building and um we wanted to make it a destination to go to and we wanted to make it an environment that you wanted to go to mm. um and it was really important for us too i mean i'm going to be honest women are the wife women like shopping there Men will follow, you know, and so we wanted Mm. to make it a space that was really nice to come into. And we also wanted to have our stores kind of mirror the assortments. You know, we're so fine tuned that the fly assortment we have in Kodiak is different than Fairbanks, (coughs) different than Anchorage. Mm. But um, if you walk into a big raise, you're going to see fly shops, guns, um, you know, car hard, work boots. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so it's going to be slightly different. Which is oh, really man. cool. Carhartt. I, what do you guys? You guys have in uh, um, uh, life jackets for dogs. Like the. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. the insulated. Co- no, the co- I got a new co- puppy, and I had to buy her the next yeah. one up because yes. I went and bought the Carhartt yeah. one. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, she's got more compliments than I got with that I stupid yellow jacket. Just ask us. We'll have to embroider it for you because we do all the embroidery in house. Oh we can man! Make you a okay, man. okay. Oh, if there's a you know some moose burger coming yeah. our way, we can make something. I can make happen. that happen. Yeah, can we just I put sit on there? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> See if it works. Don't jump. Don't, yeah. <laughs> Stay down. Good luck. That's not. That's their middle name. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, oh, that's you guys did such a great job with that store because. Um, I hadn't been in a, a big raise Army Navy um, in a while um, mm-hmm. before we came and met yeah. you guys for the first time, and, and you, uh, all of us and Chad and yeah. uh, walking through the store, I, I was I was blown away. I'm like, holy crap! I didn't realize Big Raise had all this stuff. Yeah. And I immediately was like, man, this kind of reminds me of the Kodiak store because it had all of everything mm-hmm. and then it all came together for me i'm like oh man this totally makes sense you guys really like collaborated to make these like mm-hmm. perfect balanced yeah. stores in terms of the the merchandise and, and supplies and it clearly shows a lot of thought um has gone into what the consumers in the areas that you guys have your stores mm-hmm. need 
right? Absolutely. And in the markets and, and, you know, like I always praise the kid thing. Yeah. Big time because it, it's, yeah, it's Kids hard. Is huge. I, it's a huge business for us. And it's, it's so interesting to me, to me that so few places do it because to me it's guaranteed business year after year because kids are always growing i always yeah. thought is, so, it, is, there, yeah. is there a scare that you're not going to make your margin and you're gonna you're gonna or, buy a bunch of product you can't or it's sell? just an is afterthought that? to some which i don't get but um you know that was something my dad really invested heavily in in fairbanks mm. people always you know big raise in fairbanks was always where you, where you go to get your winter gear mm. in anchorage it was always just a workwear store for the most part yeah, um very true but 25 years ago um my dad developed a outdoor kids line called activate which you'll mm. see it in our stores and that's our private label that we design ourselves and we make it specifically for alaska kids so it's the warmest winter wear in fairbanks you have required recess to 20 below so not a lot oh. of clothing's made to that right but so we make this clothing we've been doing it for 25 years like i said and it is it's our biggest kids vendor it's one of our biggest vendors that we sell mm -hmm. in the company yeah. and um you know, it's so rewarding to us where parents come in and they say, oh, I bought my, my kids this. We've used it for all these generations. And then their kids come in and they buy it. And, yeah. Um, or when people ask for our brand at our competitors, yes. that really makes That's, us excited. Uh, oh, they, oh, you don't yeah. carry that? Oh, oh, I guess I'll go to Big Raise. Yeah. You know where they have that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, that Activate line. It's only one place. It's, it's something else. And Kara, Jesse's wife, designs it now and she does an incredible job. Oh, that is. Yeah. I mean, look at the designed? colors. I mean, we got it up on the TV there. Um, some oh. of the stuff on your guys' uh, website. If you go up, if you go up, see that one that looks this weird? One? Yes. So that's a technology that um, it looks just like a regular like paint splotted jacket oh, it's reflective. but when you hit it with a light the entire thing is oh reflective. i've seen people on bikes yes. riding that yes, stuff but the whole oh. thing so you know when you're at the bus stop and it's yes yes dark. so, so yeah. you can spot your kid or a car can spot 100 percent. oh that's so it's cool. all reflective which is really neat yeah mm -hmm. and i'm feeling like the i need the dog one of, that. of <laughs> the kids wearing those are in fairbanks rocking some shit like that at the bus stop they sure are i like i peel this off down and i got my joggers and my yep. jordans on 100%. this is for the walk to the bus stop yep, yep. that's a really cool piece beautiful it's, it's been really neat and it's been fun in anchorage just to see our um women's and kids business has really drastically grown and that's that's, great, that's really been encouraging to see but well there's one thing that is undeniable about an outdoor experience uh, and if you can stay warm and dry, it'll typically make it fun, even if it's crappy. Yep. And when you take children and women out, um, typically yes. a, a child's, child's going to go out for their first time or, or limited amount of times, mm -hmm. or maybe a woman has been able to get out a few times and, and form an opinion on whether they like the outdoors <laughs> or not. Uh, but if you can keep everybody dry and warm yes. uh, on a consistent basis, they'll learn that they can still have fun even Absolutely. when it's crappy. And if you have the right gear... All of a sudden, it doesn't become so, so, so bad. Absolutely. Like it, and so, if you can keep everybody comfortable, yeah. they're going to have fun better. and they want to go the back key. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you, all the Regardless options are there. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, because you can always make it fun in a way. Right. You know, just keep me dry and warm. How's the um, <laughs> man? I've seen Carhartt just like explode with like popular i mean it's always been popular with hardworking with alaskans it's always alaskans oh, yeah. but now yeah. in the last like two years it's like that was like 16 year old girls in yeah Portland. I totally I know. Oh, like I know. the hat just yeah. like was insane yeah. that it just blew up like that i know 
Yeah, the brand's just completely taken off. I mean, for us, uh, in 2001, Big Ray sold the most Carhartts per capita in the entire world. So we've been selling some Carhartts for a few years. I bet. I but, bet. Who, else, who else sells more Carhartt? Who else wears more Carhartt? Alaskans, Alaskans. Uh, maybe maybe Montana, Wyoming, like Cowboys type. Yeah, but stuff? they're like, like they're not. I mean, Alaskans are using the Carhartt. Right. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. Use the Carhartt. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah. So Carhartt is a, a huge brand for us. They're an incredible partner to us. Um, so we, uh, I think we've been selling them since the sixties. Maybe I still 50s. have my OG original from high school, man. Don't get rid is that of right? it. Oh man, it's like grease stains just crawl oh. under my truck, and you wow. know, replace the U joints. Yeah. Blue Ox, my thirty fives are too big for it. Don't and get rid of it. Oh man, it the zipper's jacked up. Sure. So I have to wear it like open. Not to mention it's a little tight <laughs> these days. <laughs> Things may have changed. It's a little tight these days, uh, but I, I can't. I can't. It's in the shed. Yeah. That's funny. It's not allowed. It's like yeah. it, just, it doesn't even have a spot on the hanger, but I refuse it. to get rid of it. Don't get rid I of it. I will never, yeah. ever, ever get rid of it. Yeah. And I have an old pair of Carhartt pants from high school. Do those fit? They're a 30 inch inseam, do you think? <laughs> they fit, or uh, waist? Do you think they fit? No. Maybe just because they do not fit. <laughs> but I kept them for just because, like, you know, they it's it's just. Value. Yeah, I wore them every yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I have the one piece. Oh, you Carhartt. do? Oh, hell the yeah. One. The br- in the brown? Yes. Yes. They I, make I never wear it, but it's just there because I'm like, one day. You're Does gonna it have need a it. red interior or a black interior? Uh, black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance that Big Rays could get with Carhartt and compete heavily with that onesie snow machine suit game? She got like the Toby what gear. What do you mean? That is the original one piece. I, I know, but it needs to. It needs to come back. Oh, the comeback! Because it was the original one piece bunny boot with the with the snow machine thinking, helmet with no. Yeah, glass. With, the, with the shield. Are you thinking the refrigerator coverall or like the Carhartt coverall? Uh, it's gonna. It's gonna be the thicker. The model. Carhartt one piece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They still so, have a Carhartt one piece, the Yukon Extremes, but it's like. It is so stiff. When oh, you yeah. oh, I know. It it's takes, probably hard to snow machine takes, in that. It takes a while to break it in. I guess what I'm saying is like, let's get with Carhartt and I make like some that. like active, kind of more uh, articulated stretch, uh, stitching yeah. and uh, uh, what do you Waste call it? Gusseted, like gusseted it. Yeah. crotches and such. We'll send for- this to them. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to send it to their well, uh, product it, team. Real quick for fun, just just Google like the one obviously activate you got the one piece stuff yeah. but there's that one piece thing in the snow machine world mm-hmm. is huge now mm-hmm. like a guy just wants to get in his enclosed trailer well, it's coming back for skiing too. yeah yes yes the one yeah, piece and i'm like carhartt like that that og brown oh yeah, yeah. with the white bunny boots and the snow machine helmet with no gl- with the <laughs> the glass but it's off yeah. and yeah. so you just put yes. goggles in oh, there yeah. And yeah. the guy comes riding in in like a 96 Ultra Triple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, boys? You still see those boys riding that oh, out yeah. there. Oh. Just carving in the overflow on Big Lake. I'm yeah. like, That's the Dave Tidings right there. Love those guys, man. <laughs> Better watch out. Maybe next year we might have that. I'm telling you. In the brown, though. It has to be brown. Gotta be it has brown. to be okay. the j- traditional yeah. okay. brown. No, absolutely. Noted. Yeah. I feel like it would blow up. It probably would. It would blow mm-hmm. up. So Carter was the number one seller in the world. Big Rays was the number one. Um, Car the, in Big Rays. We sold the most Carhartts per capita in the entire world. Insane. Yeah. I mean, but people don't. Our market's so small. Our market's, per capita, right? Our market's so. small, but we do a great deal of business up on the North Slope. So yeah. our B2B yeah. business that not everyone sees is um, a significant mm. part of our, our company. And um, mm-hmm. it's a lot of Carhartts through. through if that. you don't mind me asking, like, what is that, like, on a percentage? 
Is that you know? Um, it depends. Uh, it's about twenty-five to thirty percent. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, we're really seeing. You know, um, and, and it fluctuates big time, doesn't it? It definitely price fluctuates, but yeah. as the price of oil goes up, our there business go. goes way yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so business is booming. You guys right watch now. those yeah. stocks, don't you? We sure do. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do. Like, oh, Jesse, we're oh, this is not looking good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, always, up. we always say that though when we go to the shows and stuff. Like, if um, whatever the price of oil is, we'll have a nice dinner or a nice lunch uh-huh. or if it's really bad we're going to go to the community lunch right. you know gotcha. whatever's right. provided at the Two trade show yeah. 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 yeah yeah let me get so, some fish sticks exactly we're going to share them yeah. <laughs> you want to bite of my corn dog <laughs> exactly you only get one bite <laughs> exactly. uh let's take another quick break yeah. and then i want to get into some of the other brands that you guys sure. are creating and just came out with Big Ray's The Alaskan Outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Ray's has the gear you need tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. At Big Ray's, you'll find brands like Carhartt, Brundens, Darn Tough, FXD, Okiwear, and more. Big Ray's is your one-stop shop for both outdoor gear and rugged work attire. Check out their new exclusive line of durable but affordable waders inspired by and named after the majestic Aralik River in remote Western Alaska. The Aralik wader was designed by Alaskans and proven for the diverse waters of the last frontier. Visit Big Rays at any of their five locations statewide, two in Anchorage, two in Fairbanks, one in Kodiak, or check them out online at BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans turn disasters into new beginnings since 1972. Their 24-hour services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, and repairs. Tailored built its reputation with years of committed and reliable service to the community with innovative restoration and home remodeling. When you have an unexpected home issue at the most improbable time, Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime, day or night. Tailored Restoration has locations to serve you in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Give them a call at 907-344-1239 or make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and Overlander products. If you want to customize your vehicle, talk to the team at Total Truck where you'll find their expertise along with top brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Lining Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Want to turn your truck into a sleeping option? They have rooftop tents, custom camping equipment, electronics, and solar energy packages to keep you powered up deep in the backcountry. Stop by their store location on Dowling between the new and old Seward Highway or check them out at TotalTruckAK.com. I didn't bring boots to... to Oh, to put Where, over the waves. Yeah, so, I mean, the day I walked across the river, I just got wet. Yeah. And I was okay with it because it wasn't hot. Sure. Um, but uh, in hindsight, after I did the hunt, I'm like, man, I, I would have just much rather wore those yeah. with with some mountain boots. And then I could have just rocked those all day. And I would never had to worry about yeah. going back and forth or if it decided to rain. So that was the one thing I'm like, oh, man, these would have been freaking perfect. Because sure. there was like one or two 
hot days, but the rest of the days were pretty chilly up on the North Slope. Oh, yeah, I believe it. And it's not warm. No, um, it's not. Even in the middle of August, it yeah, wasn't sure. that warm. And sure. uh, I was kicking myself in the ass because I was like, God damn it. Because uh, the mountain boots I had, I, they wouldn't fit. With the, oh, with, the, right. with the booty yeah. um, neoprene. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yep. Like the neoprene, neoprene yeah. booty? I, I have I have some other boots that were like, I, are a little bit oversized and are perfect for it. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. I, that's one thing I haven't got in the game. I don't, I got like really good waiter boots. Oh, they're so good boots. now. It makes yeah. Sure, like, and so that's why all these guys, these guys got like basically like Jordans uh, for waiter boots. <laughs> uh, the, the Sims or whatever, the, yeah. some of those boots that they have. Yeah. But it I, makes a big difference. And I there's still really haven't like... I need to get some good waiter boots. It's not, I mean, the price points used to be really high, but now you can get a good pair of Sims for like 179 yeah. for the waiter boots. Oh, okay. Boots, and they're like light that. and they don't hold the yes. water anymore. Right. Yeah. So you're not just like. That's the problem with a mountaineering yeah. boot. You throw a mountaineering boot. Oh, it's man. Yeah. 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 You wear yourself clomping out around. clomping around quick yeah. in those. But yeah. I, I did, I, that was the one thing I was like, God damn it, man. These things would have been perfect for sure. that. Sure. Well, and then, and then after we crossed, it was. Another one or two opportunities where we where we could have crossed, mm-hmm. and then it was like, well, it's kind of deep. And I'm like, man, if I just have my, my waders, yeah. I can go over my waist and not worry about yeah, it. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I learned. I learned my lesson. <laughs> and I brought them. I brought them, and I was supposed to grab that extra pair of boots, and it was just like one of the yeah. laundry list of things that I forgot. Oh, I get it. You know, a yeah. Laundry list of the gear, but I forgot that one thing because sure. I didn't think I was going to use it that much, but... Yeah, anyway, I personally feel like the, the Carlock ones are mm-hmm. really good early season, late season. Sure. That mm-hmm. summer one, a lot of times I'm just wearing like shorts with the with the gator so- or the socks and the boots. Mm-hmm. Like sure. if you're floating yeah. the Kenai, it's yeah. just hot, too yeah. hot for some waders. Right. Yeah. Um, those are really, really, really. I, I love it, and that T zip is just amazing. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What was the um, what was the thought process behind like let's go ahead and get into this game? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about activate, mm-hmm. and then now with the Aralic Waiter line, mm-hmm. um, there's Carluck, and what's the other? Well, the brand is Aralic, yeah. And then there's three uh, waiter styles: a women's, which is the Togiak, and then the Zip Waiter, which is the Carluck, and then more of our uh, entry level, uh, just more basic version, which is the Naknik. And then the kids ones come. Well, I would say, I mean, the <laughs> women's extra small. I wear the women's small. So you can get, you know, children yeah. into yeah. the extra yeah. small. Well, sure. you guys have the oaky stuff. So that's kind of covering the kids that. running around yeah. on the beach and in the mud and oh, the clam yeah. digging right. and all that stuff. And those yeah. are nice those are the because best. they have the, um, those are the best the boots on them too. So it's yeah. yeah. easy, but I don't know. I mean, we've been talking about it for, well, we have the fly rods. Yeah. We started doing fly rods and reels and lines. I don't know, seven or six or seven years mm-hmm. ago, and it's just been a great success. Are we just mm-hmm. growing it every year? And it's really cool to, for us to, for a guy to walk in or a girl to walk in and grab one of our rods mm-hmm. in a tube yeah. and walk right by the big guys. It's always yeah. cool to see, see that. Yeah, sure. Um, and so we started talking cool about that waiters. You give them both options. Yeah. We yeah. do that on like, purpose. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. and buy our right. stuff. It's like, right. oh, we got the good. Sure. Our, Absolutely. Our, yeah. We have this other, you know, right. proven top brand or whatever, but yeah. hey. Yeah, it's it, and and you know our 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 rods and our our rods the combos and the rods themselves come with something that nobody else does, which, which is an extra tip. Yeah. So what do you break most? Your, tip. Your it comes, tip. Yeah. Yeah. It comes with an extra tip. My yeah. dad just broke his rod. Oh. So now and they're not doing the stupid warranty. Yeah. I yeah. bought the rod for him because they're like, oh, lifetime warranty, and then yep. here we are. I they're don't changing know, it. Twelve years later, yep. I'm like, what do you mean you don't offer it anymore? Nope. Yep. That's why I bought oh, it. Oh, rod manufacturers yep. starting to totally. Yeah. Yep. And I. I can appreciate that because this whole lifetime guarantee thing is hard to get behind when you're selling a 
$150 stick. It's like, how many, how many warranties are you going to cycle through, through it? You sure. know, understood. Yeah. But yeah. so anyway, ours comes with an extra tip and we, yeah. we, my wife and I are out chasing pinks this, this summer. We were able to try that warranty out. She, oh. she broke it. I don't know how, what she was doing, but she broke the tip and we walked back to the truck and put the new tip on and there, there, oh, there we went. You're back on just, the water. Yeah. That would have ended anybody's day. Yeah. You'd have had to go home and go send it back. Never so, have even seen a rod sold with an extra tip. It's, it's vital. On my trip, it so seems cool, man. every year we have like one terrible day. This year it was four rods we broke in the span of one hour. All before. in one tree? Two trees. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. sweeper or something? Sweepers. Yeah. Sweepers. Yeah. Because you're going down a river, and then it's a sweeper or oh. you're... So you're going down the river, you can't stop, and you're caught on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the extra oh, no. so the extra tip definitely helped out. Does I have help. my favorite sage rod I've broken twice, and it's $250 every time to replace, and that's a $1,000 rod. So that rod is now up to like $2,000. Right, 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 right. Okay. But... um. But yeah, so, so the, the extra tip comes in, man. Huge, yeah. and it's a great price point. How much are our the the, the commos are one hundred and eighty nine bucks for rod reel case? Yeah, line strong, oh, okay. just out of water. Yeah, all oh, right. Oh, well, I mean, it's a just tie a swivel and a go whatever on. Yep. Yeah, done. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. Done. that's a one shot deal. Yep. Yeah. Is so it rod and reel and fly? Uh, just rod, rod, rod reel line. Rod yeah. reel, okay. Dip it, leader. All so we have the down. combos, and then we have just the fly rods, and then the reels themselves. And um, the eugenics are really nice. They yep. cast super well. And their weights vary from five uh, to five, five and eight 15. on the combos, and five to nine on the yeah. on the eugenic rods. Just the rods themselves. Oh, which okay. Is one of my fav- favorite rods to fish. It's yeah, sweet. I mean, honestly, it's just it's truly. I, I've I, I mean, I was just putting up gear the other day and all the rods that i have strung are organic rods and nice the other rods are sitting there as backups waiting for things to happen sure Sure. still a good rod but and and they they all have their place in the world yeah but definitely and what um what what was the inspiration like what where did that start how did that even where did like product development and designing a rod like who built the rod like how does that work um where did the inspiration come from? It came from a lot of different factors. One was we really wanted to own our own brands. We, okay. we wanted to be in control of that. Sure. And we we can control the price. We can control um, the value. We can control the performance. When the we're design. buying it from a, from a vendor, we buy what they've made mm-hmm. decisions on. Mm-hmm. And I haven't always agreed with how rods are built. You know, our our our, our rods have an oversized uh, guides all the way up to the tip. Because we fish big flies in Alaska, you're slinging big lines, mm-hmm. fast um, water, fast water. Mm-hmm. Uh, the five weights come with a with a fighting butt. Nobody does that, and oh. and there's not a lot of there's few people that don't appreciate that, and and that's the personal preference. But when you're fighting small salmon or yeah. large rainbows on a sure. five, you want a fighting butt. Yeah. Um. So that kind of that sort of, sort of thing started to drive us down that path, mm. and we started looking for partners out there, and we found a few, and we worked mm. with worked through a couple, and. Now we're working with somebody now that that is building quality pro- products, and, and we can we can we can steer the direction and make the rod exactly what we want to. Mm-hmm. And That's great. you know we 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 product have, we primarily me, but we, I, I farm the stuff out. I, I I beat the crap out of these things sure. before I put, put our it, name put on. Put them to the test. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I did things with these rods we shouldn't have done. Yeah, so that I can say that outside of slamming it in the door. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, trying That'll to usually it. take a tip off yeah. every time. Generally speaking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's you know the 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 value and the durability and the performance were important. 
and that's mm-hmm. not something you can get for under 500 bucks yeah well and the that's the sure. landscape of retail is changing so dramatically mm. so many vendors go direct to consumer now yep. you know yeah. i everyone always asks who's your biggest competitor is it cabela's is it amazon i go I mean, I'm going to be honest, carhart.com half yeah. the time. Uh, and so people don't always realize sure. that. But while our greatest partners are our vendors, they're also our greatest competitors. Mm-hmm. And so we've really made a conscious effort to expand our private labels. So we do the Activate. We do Cavic, which is our um, winter wear brand for um, men and women. That's a big part of our business. And then we did the fly rods. And then just the next step was really to go into to waiters to kind of start taking each of our departments and having our private label that we can control. And like you mentioned, I mean, it's been encouraging too. We still sell the top brands and their business has grown as well. So Mm -hmm. it's not like Mm -hmm. we're just eliminating them, but it just gives our customers a bit more of an option and gives us a little bit more control, which is really important. And now, I mean, our private label brands are our second biggest brand in our store behind Carhartt. So it's a big deal. It's a big part of our business. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you don't see that too much. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but sure. tell you, it is a yeah. lot. I mean, what do you what do we say from like idea of- to final? Like, let's say let's just choose a, the waiters. Yeah. yeah, like initial, like, hey, let's we're gonna jump yeah, we're into gonna this. Talk about it over coffee. Now it's so finally you have one in the box. That was probably three years we've been talking to Drake three, for three, 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 or, three four. or four, and that was different because that was brand new. So like our mm. um, Activate and Cavic, we've had the same supplier for a long time. Yeah, okay. And it was a proven proven commodity on the, in the store. Absolutely. Yeah. And so this was this was brand new, and we I'd say we started the relationship three or four years ago. Yep. Mm. And then it's I mean, but the thing is, it's not just design; it's the budget that goes behind it. It's the investment in inventory. Investment, yeah. It's the investment in marketing and branding. You know, which all, all of comes that. out of pocket before you sell stuff. One hundred percent. Yeah. Before so it's the a lot first of unit cost. gets sold. Oh yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. Whoa, we got a lot yeah. in the basket yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Shit needs to sell, man. <laughs> Jesse, what were we thinking? Why did we bring in nine hundred waiters? I, who are what the hell they buy these things, man? You look at oh how many connexes. You're like, yeah. oh my goodness, where are we going to put a lot of waiters? We had yeah nine hundred. Did we triple check the spelling on that? Right. <laughs> there, extra zero uh, there was there was a few fall, follies along the way. Nothing on our side and nothing crit- critical, but there was little things that just yeah. makes you crazy. That's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how's your guys' trivia game? What kind of trivia? Well, it's going to be right up your alley. Alaska Wild Project trivia. Yes, uh, we do trivia every week. Um, this is provided Almost by Jack, week, yeah. who um, can come in and I, there's only four mics, so he decided to just provide the trivia. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Now, you guys might know some of these. <laughs> did your hair just stand up on the back of your neck? Mine did. Oh, My hat and hip probably would. <laughs> we try to gear the questions towards topics you guys will know, and it's mostly so that everyone can make fun of myself and Brandon with our dumb answers. Um, so we like to let those. Brandon start first with some of these questions, and then we'll see if you guys really know your business Uh-oh. here. All right. The first manufactured waders were made in what year and by who? Okay. Wow. The first manufactured waders were made in what year? I'm, I'm going to let, let, let it rip first. Go ahead. Okay. Do we all get a guess? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I, I can only come up with a guess. I've got uh, 1872. I was thinking later than that but and it is uh kendrick lamar <laughs> <laughs> kendrick lamar okay 
The year I'm really tr- actually guessed, but the name of how I'm not gonna fucking know ever. Okay, all right. All right. I was thinking a little bit later because I was thinking about a river what runs through it and when that was ah. based. That's in Montana, right? Uh huh. But they mm. didn't wear waders in it, did they? I don't know. No, they I'm had like say, jeans on. Yeah, I'm gonna Carhartt. say. <laughs> I'm gonna say 1909 and Orvis. Oh, good oh, guess. Oh, that's really good, good man. I was thinking it was the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. I was like in 1894. Okay. Yeah. When they good started guess. getting fancy and with who the was fishing. It? And who was it? That's a good question. She said Orvis, so I can't pick that one. You can. It's probably right. Hodgman. Oh. Bam. Oh, God, you guys are awesome. Is that it? Kendrick Lamar. The first Go. manufactured waders were made in 1838. Wow. By a company called... Hodgman. Wow. Oh, good job, All right. Jesse. Nice. All right. There so you can go. we share? You get some smoked salmon. Today. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. 1834? Wow. 1838. Wow. 1838. I didn't know Hodgman's has been around that long. I, I had no idea. That's yeah. a long time. Would that, would that be probably in Europe? Where it kind of like... Because didn't fly fishing kind of originate? That's a good yeah. question. Really like it, yeah. like Scotland and England. A lot England of fly fishing and, did, yeah. yeah. Bay so World and all that. Yeah. Bay World, yeah. I'm thinking if you were standing around a river. Hardy was a Bay, bay one. That would be my off. second guess. Hardy was, was the, the yeah. builder. But. Uh, yeah. Question number two. What are waders called that do not have the boots attached? What are waders called that do not have the boot attached? And I'm trying to think of like a fun pun on assless chaps, uh-huh. but I can't. <laughs> Ar- Arnold, never mind. Heelless something. I don't know, man. I, that uh, waiters without booties. Is that a thing? Without the boots attached. Without the boots attached. You know, some uh, have the actual boot boot attached. Oh. Um, I'm going to call it a uh, chap. <laughs> Jesse, what's the matter, dude? You can't keep a straight face? <laughs> well, because a chap is like a. I, I mean, no, that's you're on the right track. That's have, good. That's good. Booties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the question again? F- I'm sorry. You're going full I, Yellowstone. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's got what are waiters called that don't have the boots attached? Oh, man. Toeless chaps. I don't know. Like, <laughs> okay. There you go. What do you Experts? Think, Booty waiters. Booty waiters. Sure. Now, that's just yeah. something else. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. <laughs> You got boot foot waiters. <laughs> yeah, don't Google that. Don't, kids, don't Google that. Is that your favorite website, Jesse? Yeah. What do you got going on over that's there? The only, that's an OnlyFans account. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they don't call them. They're, they're waiters, and there's waiters, and there's boot foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they call like oh, oh, oh. Yeah. neoprene booties yeah. like, on the waiter. Oh, is that what you're talking about? They're stocking, stocking foot stocking waiters. Stocking foot. Got it. Is, is what that they're what called. You, is that that's what you it. wear? Stocking foot waiters. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it has that, the neoprene on the bottom. Well, you forgot to bring the boots to go. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so you're we're differentiating the like chest waiter with the rubber boot boot. Yeah, boot Attached. boot. Like what yeah. kids, okay. like the kids I thought it was like waiters without the neoprene booty. I'm like, fuck, dude, <laughs> what is that? It's like rain pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, like, I see why you're going down that path. I was like, man, right. I, man, sorry for being dumb and so confused. <laughs> That's how I roll with the uh, with the uh, trivia. So. Uh. All right, one last question. Pretty famous for that. When did the first Gore-Tex waiters come out? Gore-Tex waiters. Is that your guys' material? Or use something else? No, we use a proprietary waterproof material. I mean, to buy Gore-Tex is like... 
price will go up. Yeah. 1964. Good guess. I don't think you're that far off. Because mm. the founder's still alive. Um, That'd make him pretty old. He's old, but he's alive. Yeah, Gore's a big company. I think I don't. I don't think those waiters. They bought Sitka, right? They did. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same yeah, company. They did. Yeah. You said 1964. Mm-hmm. And then what was the question? What company? No, when did the first Gore-Tex waiters come out? Oh, um, it's probably f- come out to like the public or, or go into production? <laughs> Good question. It was military first, Because right? the military is yeah. generally oh, playing with this stuff long before okay. we ever get a chance. Probably general public. General public, I'll, I'd say 1987. Okay. okay. I was going to say like 80. I'll go 80. I'll split the middle. Okay. 1993. Oh, Oh shit! All right. Yeah, they probably yeah. started that with the sense. rain gear and all that stuff before they decided. It. I didn't Sims? get the answer no. on that. Uh, okay, because yeah. you would get maybe like a, a Gore-Tex rain jacket or pants through like a surplus. Mm-hmm. Well, real quick on that, um, are we? Are we? Is it? I like that okay. music. It I know that fun. It's, it's intense. Right up a little <laughs> bit. <Mind laughs> your focus is just right there. X Files. Yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, we yeah. get. Yes. X Files and Assless Chaps. And so it's all that about. is not a beat from the album. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, we just found that clarify. one on Google.com. Uh-huh. Uh, the Army Navy surplus on Spinard, was that affiliated with the OG Army Navy? That's not around anymore. Or was that an Army Navy? There was, that was one just by like Spinard Army Builder Surplus. surplus. It it's not there no more, but it's just, it was just I'm called say, Army Surplus. I'm going to say no because you guys, yeah. I no, we had a place on Benson. We had a place. Yeah, but the Benson down, was big raise. Yeah, it was big raise, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Downtown, mm-hmm. airport. Yeah, it must have been. There was like a surplus stop sh- shop in Spinard, uh, Minnesota, mm. Spinard, mm. by by SBS, right? But I, by Spinard yeah, Builders. It's not there no more. They do have okay. another one that is on Boniface. Was that like legit? Oh, 907 Army. surplus. That's oh, what it's called. Okay. Everyone still, I mean, people still call every day asking if we have surplus. Yeah. And so. I've never okay. been there, but I've referred a lot of people to 907 Surplus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely still a market for it. Oh, for sure. People big, have nostalgic yeah. military. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Or bunny boots. Well, it's kind of, uh, yeah. you it's know. It's harder to get. That's the problem. I mean, it's really it used to be to able to go, go out to the base and just make an offer on a Connex or a mm-hmm. container or whatever. And yeah. Oh, there, is that how that, was, is that, how that yeah, worked? Yeah, they buy lots. There was like an auction or something. Big, and big you lot would, deals. It, did you even know it was in the Connex as always? Half the time, Some Sometimes you did. Sometimes you didn't. Yeah, sometimes it was just. You know, yep. Make an offer. What was that show? Make an offer. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. Like uh, it was like the Connex auction show. Oh, oh yeah. Or like where they yeah. would, you know, you didn't pay your bill in your your, yeah. your storage mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like trying to storage wars. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I, I wondered if, that, yeah, because like the Army Navy angle would give you mm-hmm. the perception that it's yeah. like surplus. Yeah. Well, we were talking about the Gore Tex in the 90s. I guess that's about right because before. I don't know, man. When my dad took me hunting in the mid, uh, early 90s, I mean, we went to um, uh, Value Village and just got me like old Levi's. And sure. every once in a while, you'd find some Carhartts that might fit. Yeah. And a shitty oversized yeah. Columbia rain jacket that yeah. was like the DWR or whatever coating was like worn off. And yes. I always wore the old military. military. First hunting coat was a Columbia Bugaboo jacket. No oh, way. the Bugaboo? Yeah. The three piece. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. System with the waist. Yeah. With the waist. Yeah. Thing, it was all tight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the fleece was the only thing that kept you warm in that there. The if thing, it got yeah. wet, you were screwed. Throw it a wall. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bright red, I'm sure. It was blue. It was blue. Okay. I think it was blue, red, or green. I think We didn't want to be seen too much. Oh, right. It was a hunting jacket. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> this is the, the camel that they had. Oh, it's a, it's man. impressive to watch that technology of hunting gear kind of evolve over the yeah. years. I was looking yeah. at a picture back from probably the mid seventies of my dad in a, in an elk camp, 
and everybody's rocking, you know, le- uh, those blue blue jean vests and oh red yeah, denim, Bruce Springsteen yeah. style stuff going on. Oh and hell you yeah! Look at all their gear and with the like, white fluffy collar yes. on. Oh, oh yeah, jacket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh man, just oh, yeah. yeah, the Sherpa line stuff. Yeah, it just was like, <laughs> Sherpa, man, how yeah. are you? How did you stay dry? I didn't. Kind of want to bring back that old nostalgic. It needs to be made out of super nice shit, but it looks like it's from right. the seventies yeah. still. Yeah. Gore-Tex denim. Yeah, Gore-Tex like it looks <laughs> yeah, like some blue, there you go. blue there jeans go. and like a Carhartt vest, and you yeah. know they're making the, the Sherpa is actually like fleece. Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. it's. Making I mean, you look at some of those old photos yeah. and, and like suspenders. Yes. You yep. know, and it's oh, like, yeah. man, these guys were out backpacking in the backcountry yeah. doing the same shit that we were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, see, so you got a big caribou rack or a, a sheep or a huge moose rack and. It's like they didn't have a big raise and a Barney's no. and a place to go and buy the, the gear a seven hundred dollar rain, pair of rain gear. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes that shit doesn't even keep it dry, yeah. which is, is crazy when the, when the weather's that bad. I mean, yeah. And right. so to think these guys, me, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And to think these guys were out in you know pancake tent weather, I know. with shit that oh, you yeah. wouldn't think. I mean, it's amazing to watch the technology evolve. Yeah. Sure, know. and yeah. guys were still out doing it, and they're yeah, yeah they're you know doing it in wool and you know the, yeah. the stuff that we stay away sure. from. Oh yeah, the weight of this stuff, heavy twelve yeah. pound backpacks, and we're you know we're jumping up and down about six and seven pounds. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. oh yeah, we've gotten weak. Yes, we have. <laughs> we've yes, gotten we soft. Have. Grandpa <laughs> would say that. Would say, oh yeah, man, for sure. Um, any other outdoor uh, avenues you guys are thinking about the future to enter? Um, I did notice not a lot of ice fishing stuff mm-hmm. at the store. I know that's really like taken off lately around South Central mm-hmm. and, and maybe in Fairbanks. You guys have that. I know mm-hmm. it's big up there. Skiing, snow machine gear. Or is it like, how much more can we do? Well, you know, that's the, I mean, it's the it's <laughs> box isn't getting about any bigger. Yeah. Sure, and the do? box is full. Yeah, the problem is, if you bring something in, yeah. you got to have something to go, go away. away. Oh. You know, and you're competing so, for the space of something Yeah, you're competing there. with space, you're competing with inventory dollars. So I feel like we've done pretty good with our assortment. Mm-hmm. Where we really see the opportunity for growth is in, you know, our private label, especially from a sporting goods mm-hmm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We Maybe the ice fishing rod. That you guys you do go. with your We ride. can use all the broken tips from the yeah. other There you go. Just yeah. There you go. That's a great oh idea. I'm yeah. serious. It's like blowing yeah. up. It it's is blowing really up. blowing There's, up. I think when yeah. COVID hit and everyone had nothing to do, yeah. Yeah. that's when we, me and my son got into it. It feels like now. it's getting bigger in the last couple It really couple does. Years. 100%. And Call now that bad boy the Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Not very Alaskan, but, you know, stitch like it up. It. Stitch yeah. it up. Stitch it up. Stitch it up. There you go. That's Glue a them good all together. Idea. Cut a twenty-pound laker on all tips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all re- yeah it's all recycled Alaskan tips. That's got to be a challenge when you when you get excited about a new product or something that you'd like to get in the store, yeah. and then you have to try and figure out what's not selling. Yeah, mm. or you have an overstock of. And you're like, I already put all this money into this thing, and now. It gets, it gets tough. And that's, yeah. I mean, the buyers will always come to me because I, I oversee our buying team and they'll go, ah, I have this great new brand. I can't wait to bring it in. It's so exciting. I go, awesome. What are you going to get rid of? You can't have them both. Right. You know, yeah. and then it gets tough. Cause, what they quit making. Yep. Yeah. You want to have, you want to bring right. them both in. But, um, but we've really made a big effort over the last few years to bring in brands that we were never able to before. When we changed our name to Big Rays, that really opened up a a lot more opportunity. There are brands mm. like Patagonia that wouldn't sell to an Army Navy store, mm. um, and then also just a name change for that for that brand, yeah. But also, it just allows them because they used to think we were all three different stores. So now we have five stores, and our 
buying is much greater yeah, when you have all five power. stores together. Yeah, you guys have like a, a larger market uh, footprint. Absolutely. Uh, being one name. Mm-hmm. One name, okay. people recognize us. It's all under, you know, the same account. And so we've really been able to open most of the brands that we've wanted to bring in. There's so um, many cool new ones. I mean, you mentioned earlier Fial, your, uh, Fial Raven. Yeah, yeah, that's been a great one. I was yeah. just talking. We were just talking about you know the old school clothing people used to wear, but those um, Keb pants. I don't know that you see everyone wear the hunters, the Fial the Raven G1000. pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, those are wax cotton. Wax pants. Yeah. And oh, then those they are, have those are awesome. They are. I love my pants. I wear them all the time. But um, you know, that's an old technology, but kind of mm-hmm. merged with a new technology, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. But um, that's been a fun brand to bring in the Fial Raven because um, it's definitely an upper echelon brand for us. But it's nice for people to come in and spread across some Carhartt so they have that option and then sure. they have something yeah. like Fial. But have you gone to their store in Seattle? No. Is it downtown? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's so oh. cool. Yeah. I'm in I've there heard trying it. all this stuff on. I like tried on their like twelve hundred dollar puffy. I was like, yeah. I could use this for ice fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like oh, I'm just gonna put this back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Overkill. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wife won't like you got room on the hanger for that? Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. ask what it costs. <laughs> no, it's nice stuff though. Um, I wanna finish this off with uh talking about the big book competition. Yes. Mm. And what mm-hmm. we got coming up with that? Yeah, pull that up. Yeah. So, well, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, we we uh, Max started this years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I, 1986. There you go. We yeah. picked a year because we couldn't <laughs> really settle on what, when it started. But we've been doing it for a really long time. Um, in about 2010, I think we rebranded it, renamed it to the Eric Lockman Memorial Big Buck Contest. Eric Lockman was a uh, was a local hunting guru um a good friend of mine was was one of his best friends and and he died in an uh, airplane accident on a sheep hunt mm. and uh his sister uh and his uh, uh her her husband good 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 friends and we thought it'd be a, a really cool way to honor eric by by renaming the big buck con- contest so for every every year we've reached out to our vendors and they have supported our contest we've had upwards of twenty thousand dollars in prizes that are wow. total vendor support they're yeah. throwing money at, and they're, they're throwing product. Sure. And then we, we assign, you know, where it goes and all that kind of stuff. So we have been kind of watching this thing last couple of years, and we just needed to give it a, a, shot, of a shot of adrenaline yeah. a little, so, okay. so to speak. Okay, yeah, so, give it some more life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jessica and, and uh, Veronica from our marketing department really mm-hmm. took the bull by the horns. And she's awesome, by the way. She's so Amazing. sassy. I yes. love yeah, her. Yeah, man. Oh, she's man. So, like, she brings such good energy to a powwow. Yeah, she and does. You guys feed off each other, oh, and sure. she seems very passionate about she, what she's doing. Oh man, she is, and she's so smart, and she just has such an incredible vision. Mm-hmm. And um, she and her husband moved up to Alaska from Texas, like pretty much oh, sight unseen. Oh, you can oh, yeah. y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all. <laughs> but they have just embraced the Alaska lifestyle. Their kids are here, and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, we tell her, say Veronica, we want to really give this this um, event some life. And yeah, she takes it next, next level, level, which is great. <laughs> but like Jesse said, well, do you want to talk a little bit about the entries? I mean, um, hunters will submit their yeah. So we have a we have a very long season, August yeah. one through December thirty first. That's that's our main season. You actually hunt until the end of January on federal land. So we have a it's a very hard window to kind of mm-hmm. put a promotion into, right? Mm, sure. Uh, like Black Friday, we got kind of a weekend to hone in on. So. Um, we we hang the racks up in our stores starting during entry. You can't have them in velvet, so they have to you know be either post velvet or stripped. Um, we hang them in the stores and in the store in Kodiak, and they will stay there till the, about the middle of December. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll pull them, 
and we generally find uh, Roar's Bear Camp for the last four or five years has helped us score all the racks. Well, Not okay. all of them. We've had upwards of entries of 100 and 150, 170 racks some years. Wow. So we'll just pick the top. Yeah. Yeah. Four, four, four Catch, get, yeah. Get all the big boys. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a really cool, cool, cool deal. Um, it's, and then we try and launch this thing and make announcements in the middle of Jan- January, and that's a little bit tough because everybody's kind of taken off for the winter. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, trying to trying to bring all that back together is kind of a bigger event. And, mm-hmm. and well, and we wanted to really give back to the community too. <coughs> right. You know, it's a it's a important event. It's been around for so long, and um, like Jesse said, it's there's a lot of great entries and twenty thousand dollars of prizes. I mean, we just ask our vendors, "Hey, will you contribute?" And they say, "Whatever you want, we're going to give yeah, it to you." That's great. And so we wanted to be able to also give back to the community a little bit. So we worked with um, Vortex, who they're a great partner with us, and we have these custom big buck shirts, um, sweatshirts being made that they're helping nice. to contribute, and we're going to have them in the store. And um, anyone who buys them, they'll be fifty bucks. Um, all the proceeds will go to the Kodiak chapter of the Mule Deer Foundation. Um, oh. So it's it's an organization that they're just kind of starting to build up a little bit there. Might be are they to... finding mule deer there now? Well, sick of blacktails are mule deer. It deers. is a mule deer. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. they're a subspecies of a, of a mule deer. Okay. And so um, a, lo- a couple of guys locally were trying to kind of bring some conservation concepts to, to the island. Um, and so they started this local chapter. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a good, good, good friend of mine, commercial fisherman, and we're... Uh, it's about the only organization I can think of that would be a that would be a perfect Time. match for for yeah. for that contribution. Way cool. Yeah. yeah. So so we're looking to do some type of event in January, and like I said, we'd love to have you guys there, depending what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a way to kind of shut the door the store down and have people come in and just celebrate, you know, the end of hunting season. Yeah. And that's all so of cool, that. man. It's Will January. There be beers. Well, I don't know if we can legally have beers in our store because we sell firearms. But we can, we'll back we can, go we can down, get back to you on that. Okay. Go down the we have street. a brewery right across yeah, the street. I was going to say, okay. Cider okay. Double, right shovels, yeah. double Shovel is literally, we can just okay. throw the cider to yeah. you. Now we're talking. We so we can start there. at the there store and then everyone and moves there to the it is. There you I go. I think that's it. But like yeah. it. Like but no, it. we'd love to have you guys for that when more comes. Yeah, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, I, I, we were, I think you guys in the meeting kind of brushed on some dates for that. Um. So whenever that gets worked out, I'm going to do my damnedest can't be moose hunting in uh well yeah. I, no excuse well, he's got this philippines he's got his philippines yeah, what is this philippines trip well really? my wife's filipino and okay. so we go back to the philippines this will be our second time as oh, a family amazing. um my wife uh was born and raised in america but mm-hmm. all her you know ancestry and and aunties and aunties aunties, aunties <laughs> and the uh capitan of the the uh, the leaders of the uh, neighborhoods are are captains. Okay, right? El capitans. Okay, so they kind of call the shots and run security, whatever that means in the barrio neighborhood. Uh, we go for three weeks in December wow. and then get back. I think like the eighth of January, fifth of January, right before school starts. Right before school starts, sure. and okay. then my my daughter has a trip in Boston for a hockey trip. Cool. And then they have the big buck contests. And then Chad's turning 50 and wants to go mule deer hunting in Arizona. So I'm just like, bah. <laughs> oh, let's do it's it all. We'll do Come it with all. me on my 50th birthday. I'm like, I'm just getting back from the Philippines. I don't know. I'll Hard figure it out. That up, though. It's a lot. But we'll celebrate his birthday in Kodiak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's what Kodiak, we'll Arizona, same thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's mule deer in Kodiak. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, now you know. Sitka blacktail. <laughs> Makes sense. Their damn ears are so big. Yeah. 
That does yeah. totally make sense. Yeah. yeah. I didn't actually know, know that till about 10, 10 years ago. I, you, want me, you want me to turn this back on? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The smallest mule deer on the planet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, when you clean those things, uh, even a smaller uh, uh, female, they're, I'm like, man, they're small body, but the ears are so huge. And that yeah. now I... I guess I didn't put those they, together. You know, they get that uh, reputation for having a smaller body, a smaller rack. But you know that there's 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 actually if you get back there a ways, and you and you, you truly get up there, you will find some pretty dandy bucks. I mean, there's, there's oh some, when they crest a hundred pounds, there's, that's yeah. a that's a bigger yeah. animal than maybe you think you're getting into. We've got yep. some hundred pounders in Prince William Sound, sure. which is not as common to find them. You, you it feels like you find that bigger bodied buck in the kodiak right. island uh maybe those bloodlines um we happened to hunt rut a few years ago and got a couple of really nice bucks and the three of us was everything we could do on the bone packing them out yeah i mean i was like holy shit these things are really i mean i was carrying a 100 pound pack yeah. yeah and it only had game bags and knives and, and some water it didn't have a lot of stuff it was just a, ga- a day trip sure you know going in and getting some deer and the three of us grown men carried two of those full-grown you know, rutted neck, yeah. you know, big bull or big bucks. But I found there's a whole new respect for once they crest that size, yeah. mm. you, you actually get a, a pretty a fair bit of meat, a, a fair bit yeah. of meat and just a, a, a pretty good size animal. Yeah. I, I guess when you, you go around and you're beach hunting and you're kind of just harvesting sure, and shooting whatever you see, which is the way the hunt can be on Prince William Sound. Yeah. And some people might call it, what it is but it's it is part of the hunt out there yeah yeah it's a planted yeah. animal yeah. they have it managed and um but yeah you get some big ones man it, it and i got three in one day um uh in kodiak and two of them were over 100 pounds sure and the third one was a, a younger one and uh we made the critical mistake of dragging them uh-huh. mm. gutted the out drag oh. technique oh and that was the worst oh. i mean Why'd it wasn't that well i just was like oh they're just black-tailed deer uh-huh you know, you grab one, I grab one, you grab one, we'll just hike it down. And then we got down to the bottom of the hill. I'm like, oh shit, there's all this deadfall. Oh, yeah. getting caught up on For however many hundred yards. And then you're like, finally, I throw the damn thing on my shoulders, bleeding all over yeah. me because I'm trying to crawl over the deadfall, yeah. fall on my face, get pinned, can't get up, have to have the one dude pull the buck off oh, me. And I'm like, <laughs> never again. These things are getting broke down and put in the pack. I just, I guess, again, I. I disrespected the fact of how big they can yeah. be weight wise, yeah. and um, it may not appear to be a big deer compared to whitetail or a big muley. Sure. I think when you put 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 hooves in hands and and drug it through dead some, weight, you would probably you know think a little bit different. Sure. We, we did the same thing. I mean, I've I've had that happen a couple of times, and you miscommunicate with a hunting partner, and you shoot three, and then you realize that your day Ooh. just got wrecked. Oh yeah. man! And now you're. Yeah, it's like you know, we only all we only need to come out and get one each today. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. save another one for tomorrow and that pack out. Yeah. To be clear, the contest is only for Kodiak deer. Yes. Okay. Don't fly up there, down there (laughs) with your Prince William Sound. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. Okay. Just to be clear. Oh man, there's not a lot of racks in the sound, even though there are probably some listeners that would rival that that can touch a Kodiak. 
big. I'm sure some of those bucks that get turned in are pretty nice. There's, you know, and, and there's there's a lot of racks that don't make the that don't even get hung up because they're shot by non-residents and they're you know hunting with a guide and the, and they 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 take it home. Oh, so some okay. of those maybe oh, okay. maybe some of those 110s we never even see. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. That's we got, okay. We, we got you know, we got the local base and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really cool to have, you know, get get the local population involved in that. Yeah, and it's it's not really about the buck and the rack no. size. It's really about the community yeah. togetherness, the contest, Eric, um, you know, uh, Max and mm-hmm. Big Rays and yeah. the history, 1986. Like it's really about that, right? right. I mean, it's just bringing everybody together. The the rack is just the big buck is just the the nucleus of the that's right yeah. of kind of what brings it all together. That's cool. You guys are revamping it too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just a long, long, long overdue. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, when we were over there that year, um, the guy I went with he uh, Sean he he said he, we shot one like last minute right before dark and we got it down and we're cleaning it up and he's like, man, I think this is gonna make the big buck contest. And I'm like, what is that? Oh, oh he's yeah. like, oh, it's, it's, it's a local thing. You yeah. turn in your bucks and then there's a big party at the end. I'm like. If Kodiak wasn't already cool, that's right. It just got way cooler. I'm like, damn, man. Of course, Kodiak does some cool shit like that. That's yeah, funny. just another impressive yeah. Kodiak tidbit there. Yeah. Well, we hope to make it. Sounds I, like a great yeah. test. Great. We'll need dates, man. I need dates and like whatever you guys come up with. Sure. I'm gonna do my best. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, well, thank you guys for coming in and, and spending the evening with us. Thanks I think for having we're at us. Two, yeah, almost three hours here. Yeah. Um, time flies when you're Goes in this little room here. Yeah. Um, thanks for what Great you guys are doing for the Alaska community, the outdoor mm-hmm. community, providing the services and the products that you guys are doing. Um, like you said, for the the range of prices and all that stuff. And it's good to know with all this stuff moving online and so much online sales and Amazon and all these big companies that you see in Alaska owned company where you can actually go in there and try the stuff on touch it feel it and know that it's going to be a good product for you and your family so thank you for doing that appreciate that a lot thanks for the support absolutely appreciate it for sure um man thanks for keeping the tradition alive because you guys could have just said no i'm good on the on the owner part, you could have just said no. We, we thought about that in 2020 after the <laughs> pandemic. Well, sure, oh, sure. sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know that it was probably a lot to digest uh, as far as the the responsibility. Even though you guys were entrenched in the behind the scenes and the business and all that before, but um, yeah, thanks for 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 keeping it alive and then taking it to another level. Because, like Daniel said earlier, there you, you guys are providing a place, an opportunity, a store, uh, a, a vendor spot where we can go and find stuff. And it feels like there's enough cake for everybody to eat. You got the big box stores, you got the boutique, and then you got Big Rays in sure. the middle, and you guys are in the perfect niche sure. for that. And uh, and thanks for, and, and you know, it's family, it's it's history. It's not like you guys came out of nowhere from the state somewhere with money and bought the company. It, sure. You guys are local like your blood, sweat, and tears are literally in the company's roots. Yeah, don't what, look too what close. It that you might see. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> know. Don't, don't scratch at the paint. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't don't get down to the primer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, we we appreciate it. I mean, honestly, yeah, you guys are doing great things. We wouldn't be around for seventy six years if it wasn't for our fellow Alaskans. I yep. mean, yeah. I can't tell you every customer that comes in. It was funny growing up. I'd always roll my eyes at my dad because customer would walk out the door and he'd go, thank you so much for your business. I so appreciate your business. I was like, God, 
gosh, dad. How many again. times can you say that? And now I do the same thing. I go, thank Every you time. so much. You know, yeah. and people don't always recognize how truly, how much we appreciate. You yeah. could shop wherever you want. You can buy whatever you want at the touch of your fingertips. Yeah. And when someone chooses to spend their harder money at our store and take the time to come in, mm. I mean, I, we feel a great responsibility to deliver the best service that they could possibly get. And I don't think people understand how humbled we are by them coming into our store. So Yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely... The vibe I got from Max when I first went in there years ago, and I keep bringing that up, as I got a really good, uh, like a good old boy feel of that, like an auntie and uncle run this joint, and you know they're gonna go home and you know make some sourdough bread or whatever. Like, <laughs> like it just it, Cheryl it, it, does it, make some <laughs> sourdough bread. I'm just <laughs> just, why did I feel that way? Well, you know, it just has that vibe, man. And um, you guys are keeping it alive. And thanks Thank for what you guys are doing, man. You guys are are beautiful Alaskan people doing it, living it. And, uh, you know, it doesn't all have to go corporate and, mm. and outside that you can still start a local small business. It, not that you started, it's been established, but it can, it, there's still hope that like that mom and pop yeah. mm. can still survive yeah. Yeah. if it's done the right way. It is important. It is. Yeah. And also for yeah. the 90 plus employees yeah. you guys have. That's oh, right. they're, you know? they're again. Yeah. 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 You're doing great things with that, man. Well, thank yeah. you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks. Thank awesome you guys. Work. Awesome work. Okay. Thank you, Alaska. Thank you for listening. AlaskaWildProject.com. We got some new hoodies out there and hats and stuff like that. BigRays.com. Um, if you're in Kodiak or if you want to come to a party, we will have the date out there and we'll be pushing some more of their stuff. Uh, check out the Aralic Waiters and all the other cool stuff that Big Rays is doing. Um, thank you once again for listening. And as always, stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious? When you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Big Rays, the Alaskan outfitter, committed to outfitting Alaskans across the state since 1947. Whether you're a recreator, parent, guide, or corporate buyer, Big Rays has the gear you need, tailored for Alaska's harsh conditions. Check out their new exclusive line of aerolic waders. Big Rays for all your outdoor gear and rugged work attire. BigRays.com. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products. Providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers, custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. 
Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include weekly lawn care, custom landscaping, fertilizing, weed control, turf repair, and more. Schedule your free estimate at lawnproak.com. Alaska's OG Cider Company, Double Shovel, crafting gluten-free colonial-style ciders, founded as a healthier non-inflammatory brew option. Drop by their pop-and-tap room in Anchorage off of 58th and Arctic or visit the second location in Kodiak. Double Shovel, award-winning ciders. The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth and is too important to be lost sight of for a moment. We cannot beat the enemy where he now is. We never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly to say they cannot do it. <laughs>